everybody, and welcome to episode 92 of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name's Brandon Shawan, and joining me tonight are Ash Collins and Mark Nadeau. Ash, how the hell are you? I'm surviving. Excellent. And Mark, how's everything with you this week? Fantastic. I've already had one ice cap today and 12 Timbits. Good. And I'm on my first cup of coffee, so let's do this. Fantastic. That's very, I would say that's very Canadian of you, but my sister is obsessed with Tim Hortons. So we, I see Tim Hortons often, but. Yeah, that's American Tim Hortons though. Yeah, it is true. I'm sure there is a difference. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure you're probably right. Well, because we use Tim Hortons, Canadian Tim Hortons. It's all Burger King. But we use, <laughs> we use moose milk north of the border. I don't know what you guys use. I figured as much. That makes sense. And that that's why sense. there's no fatalities on the highway because they're all smiling. <laughs> Oh, you let out the the secret of Canada. Yes, moose come. So, tonight we are going to continue through the video game arc with a review of DOA, Dead or Alive, from 2006. And we're also going to move on to round 28 oh, of goes. the... Oh, welcome, welcome back. Maybe. No, it says the VoIP connection has failed. Yeah. It's funny, I, I said moose come and then everything just died. Oh, like, did it? I was waiting for you either to say, you just let it hang there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I laughed, but. Oh, that's I'm good. Sorry, <laughs> that. I, like, I like how he kind of slowly admits, yeah, I laughed. <laughs> well, who doesn't like a good moose come joke? Oh, man. Uh, let's leave this all in. We're all hearing each other now. Let's keep on trucking. All right. Week 29 so- in the Best in the Best Luck Challenge. Yes, absolutely. And we're, I'm just going to take it from the start of this sentence here. So tonight we're going to move on to, or, not editing any of it. So, let's go back. Okay. <clears throat> Moose come. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, tonight. Mail come, but you know. <laughs> oh God. Too much come. We're not even a minute in. Which oh. we used in Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. <laughs> oh man so we're gonna hit round 28 of the best in the backlog challenge all right so all right <laughs> before we move on to all of that let's talk about how you guys can reach out to us on social media you can find us on twitter at cinefessions you can email us at contact at cinefessions.com and you can also leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of a show at one three zero two four four eight talk that's one three zero two four four eight eight two five five. You'll have comments, questions, corrections, and concerns. So please reach out to us and talk film to us on any of those platforms. And also make sure you're following along on our Instagram page, which is obviously at Cinefessions. Mark posts loads of reviews and media pickups, so definitely give that a follow if you haven't already. Loads of them. Loads. <laughs> loads. Whale loads. <laughs> oh man. Oh, and you can also like our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Cinefessions and check out a long list of past reviews and all the previous 91 podcast episodes at Cinefessions.com. All right. So, Ash, what has been going on in your world this past week? Nothing great. Um, I mean, media-wise, it was okay. Um, been binging Parks and Recreation. <clears throat> um, although we switched over from watching it on Hulu to watching it on Netflix, A, because of commercials, and B, because if I have to hear about California's heart-healthy motherfucking walnuts one more goddamn time, (laughs) 
I'm going to throw my laptop out my window. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm more, I'm more of a cashew man myself. I could oh see you God. as a cashew guy. I like a good cashew. Yeah, there's another cashew. one. That, there, there's another ad that is absolutely fucking retarded and all the time. <laughs> it's like every commercial break it plays. It's like, holy shit. And How many commercials do you get in an episode? Would you say? Um. Well, it's it, when they go to commercial break, you get three minute or uh, three commercials. And there's oh my gosh. Well, yeah, on Hulu, yeah, it's three commercials. It lasts ninety seconds, and Fuck then that. It, it, so it's not that long. Yeah, I you might you just be watching it on TV. But, yeah, but uh, and then uh, but usually there's like three commercial breaks, just like normal on TV, except the breaks are shorter. Um, but okay. like. For the one day, we had a series of three commercials play every freaking time it went to commercial break. It would start off with California's heart-healthy California walnuts. <laughs> and then, uh, then it would be a Subway ad in Spanish. <laughs> yes. No idea why. It would just be in Spanish. And we understood it because we took Spanish in high school and it's pretty freaking basic because it's a commercial, but still. And then there was usually like one random ad for either a Hulu show or something else. But it was, you know, it yeah. was always those first two every fucking time. Like, That's oh funny. my God. Où donde está la bibliothèque? <laughs> bibliothèque. That's library, right? Yeah. Yes, or bibli biblioteca. Okay. That's FEMA library. <laughs> Wow. Oh man. Okay. I wish I spoke another language, but I'm ignorant and I don't. <laughs> so I've been watching that. I watched more of Continuum. Um but yeah, we we binged the shit out of uh Parks and Rec and then um we've been watching um Handmaid's Tale also. Which is oh, okay. really fucking good if you're not oh, I wanna see that. Really need to. And they've only got what, they're up to four? Or five episodes, yeah. They've got five episodes now, so it's now Hulu releases one every Wednesday. So oh, they're not doing like Netflix where you just b can binge the whole series. No, you have to wait season? until they're done releasing them. That they're doing it weekly. Yeah. So. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That I mean, I've heard really good things about the book, and uh, it's on my uh, like my list of books I want to read at some point in my life. And uh, I'm really interested in checking out that series. So yeah, very cool. It is it's really well done the actors are fantastic and mm. their music selection it works surprisingly well uh, cool. they do a lot of um they, they do well they're doing a lot of 80s but it's it the song fits exactly with what's going on in the episode every fucking time it's awesome love it very um, cool yeah but other than that I haven't been doing a whole lot um Yesterday was kind of a, a down day for me. We lost one of our cats. But oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, Logan. Right. Yeah, it was out of the blue. But yeah, that I, that sounded like it because I know with um the your last cat you lost not too long ago it was uh, kind of an ongoing thing. Yeah, this one just seems so sudden. Yeah, he like. Yeah, he's only five. Uh, but yeah, yeah it, was, wow. it was really sudden. It was. And it just like it's, it was sudden symptoms too because he didn't have any of the you know stuff like the basically it was a UTI um, blockage that turned into an infection and it just went nuts and mm. there was no but he'd been peeing and everything fine so mm -hmm. it, it didn't we didn't know he had a blockage at all right didn't register yeah so yeah it just happened like mm. boom and there was nothing that they could do because it was just too far along yeah that's crazy so. well. Hopefully this this week will be uh, a little more up for you, a little better for you. 
Yes, yes. Hopefully, I did get I did get to watch I did get to watch Rogue One again though. So oh, good, nice bonus. Absolutely, cool. Oh, yeah, my oh, go ahead. Oh, well, and and Logan did get one last dig in at the vet. Logan, we referred to as Murder Cat. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, he actually legit tried to kill his, the vet in his first exam. Oh man. He climbed the vet's chest and went for his throat. It took two of us <laughs> to pull him off of the vet. Oh and my he, god! And so the he had never in his entire five years of life ever had a full vet exam because he like freaked mm. out and went and went nuts. Right. Uh, well, he got one last dig in at the vets. <laughs> oh jeez! He actually scared the vet out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was wow. when I tweeted out. I was like, okay, so the vets are going to sedate right. him because that's yeah. what you do with murder cat. Oh uh, man. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> But yeah, so oh, he good. was he was in he was in rousing fashion there. So right, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, my uh, myself. So um, mystery science theater three thousand. It's always been something that I've wanted to spend time watching, but I never really did. Like I would put on an episode, and then I'd end up switching it to something else. Usually a couple, you know, five or ten minutes later for various reasons, whatever the reasons were, who knows? But um, so the other night. We decided out of the blue, really, just to give the new series a shot. And we put on the first episode, which is covering um, Reptilicus. And I was surprised, but actually both Bridget and I both really enjoyed it. Um, we were laughing a lot more than I expected. I wish they didn't have the um, like the commercial-like breaks on it because, I mean, it's a show that's specifically designed for um, – a, a platform that doesn't have commercials in Netflix. Um, but otherwise, I had no real complaints about it at all. Um, Reptilicus was a blast to hear them make fun of. And I uh, definitely will be watching more of of The Return. So my first real full taste of MST3K comes in the form of The Return, which I'm sure will be sacrilege to some out there. But either way, it's gotten me interested in finally watching some of the original stuff I own also, because I have like Manos on, uh, from Mystery Science Theater and uh, like the Gamera collection, that tin that they came out with i have that too so i'm excited to actually watch those and continue on with the return and so i definitely recommend checking um mystery science theater 3000 the return out whether you're a fan of the original series or you're brand new to it like i basically was um i think you'll find something to enjoy there if you like that type of thing obviously it's very um not everyone it's not going to be for everybody but i i thought it was really good and i know ash you watched the whole thing well, I haven't finished the whole thing. I'm I'm like okay. I'm like over halfway through, because gotcha. um, I know they are they are spoofing full blown movies, so it's right. Like, yeah, you know, funny time to watch it. But I do have to say, I think the return is funnier for me anyway mm-hmm. than the original series. But I think a lot of that has to do with casting and the fact that the new series has a shitload of people writing for it. Uh, like oh, okay. So they so there's more jokes. And they mm-hmm. don't, you know, like you don't necessarily have a flat episode. So gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I really like the cast in this. I, I'm, I'm definitely enjoyed them in their first episode. So, yeah, I'm excited to keep going. I don't even know what the next movie is, but I'm um, sure I'm going to watch it. So, um, and then something else I've been watching through lately that I haven't really mentioned here on the podcast, um, but I've been watching through the original on YouTube, the original Angry Video Game Nerd episodes. And I've watched about the first 60 episodes or so at this point. And I know he's a pretty divisive figure. I completely understand that. But I'm I'm one of those that really enjoy what he does in his videos. Um, I've watched him in the past. But about a month ago, 
I decided that I want to try to watch through like the all of them, basically all all of the AVGN episodes from the start. And so I've slowly made my way through. I have like over a hundred episodes to go or something ridiculous, but I'm having a great time watching them. Um, I, and I admire that he was able to take such a silly idea and, and literally make a living off of it. I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, he's just a filmmaker that's getting to do what he loves, and that's admirable as hell, if you ask me. So I laugh a lot while watching the reviews, and that's good enough reason for me to keep going through them. But um, do you guys watch him at all, or have you watched him at all? Not really, no. Okay. No. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Just, uh, you know, I'd love to watch older reviews of older games, but... Mm-hmm. That guy just doesn't do it for me. Just, it's yeah, just, no, fair you know, enough. Y'all hates everything. It's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, and then with his big uh, kerfuffle with the Ghostbusters movie Ghostbusters, last year, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. to step back and not uh, take any side. I, guess I, <laughs> I don't like him, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, 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 I'm not a fan of the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. Um, I didn't watch the ghost. I know he just said he wasn't watching it for various reasons. Um, and so I didn't really dig into it to have an opinion on it, but, um, yeah, I enjoyed his AVG and stuff. That's what I've been watching. But, and then, um, outside of the media world, I actually just signed up for my first softball league yesterday. Woo-woo. I'm pretty damn excited oh. about that. So I'm going to be playing with my, uh, my cousin. So it should be a wonderful shit show of a time of a good time. So I'm sure I'm going to be terrible, but it gives me uh, a little more, if it gets me a little more active and, and it's a good time, then all is well. So I start this, uh, next week. And uh, just just to give an example of my sports prowess, the last time I played an organized sport was back in about the summer of like 2010, I think it was. I joined a soccer league with one of my professors while I was in grad school. And uh, fuck, soccer is hard. Uh, it's a shit ton of running. Um, and my only claim to fame in the dozen or so games that we played over like a summer or summer and a half, um, I scored a goal on my own team. So... <laughs> an own goal but um yeah that was that was about as good as it got for me so i'm sure this is going to be entertaining for my family to watch but i figured i've uh, i've lost some weight this year and i feel confident enough that i could actually run around the bases without dying so i figured i better take advantage of that feeling while i can and and finally do it because i've been wanting to for a while so i'll be sure to give you guys an update on uh in a couple weeks let you know how my first game went which i'm sure will be interesting but that is about it for me this past week. Um, I did. I was playing through um, Super Mario Brothers. Still, have not beat the fucker yet. I I keep dying. Um, I at the end of World Eight One, at the very end, I keep fucking dying. Like I've gotten past it multiple times, but that's the spot that always gets me. Like like three or four or five of my guys, and so I've haven't. Uh, my uh, confidence, or my cockiness, as Mark said last week, is uh, too high. I guess I still haven't beaten it. But well, and I've also you got to cool your jets. You got to cool your jets a bit. You know? You're right. You're right. I do. I got to slow it down. Think about it a yeah. little bit. But I actually, I started playing through like the very first game because I my hacked NES Classic. I started playing through like the very first game. So the first one was Ten Yard Fight. So I played that, and then just kind of played a little bit of every game in alphabetical order. And I've, I think I'm, at, I'm still on A. Like there's just a ton of fucking games, but I think I'm through like Adam something Adams Family, one of the Adams Family games. But. Okay. Is the only Fester's thing that yeah, Fester's Quest, yeah, was it Fest, Fester's yeah, Quest? not Fester's Quest, not that one. That's F, but I will get to it. Um, but the only thing that's kind of stood out is one that I've never played before. That was kind of interesting. Was like 3D World Runner or something? It's like strange as fuck. Like it, it's a, it's in a first person's perspective, 
and you're okay. just running. So it's like almost like a Mario, but in first person perspective, and you're trying to like avoid obstacles. I, it is it is strange. I can't really explain. It. You just have to play it. But I, I'd never even heard of it before playing it, and uh, it's kind of the only one that stood out as something that I, I kept wanting to try to play. Um, the other games I played for like 10, 10 minutes or so, maybe until I got a game over and uh, just moved on. But this one I kept going back to, so it was interesting. But hmm. Otherwise, nothing too terribly interesting that I've played so far. Ten Yard Fight um, was, was I guess, an interesting one as well. I played that one for quite a while, but that's because I w- was determined to play one full game, and it just took for fucking ever. But um, definitely not the best football game on the system, that's for sure. But yeah, I'll definitely... Um, not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely, I'll, I'll continue my rundown or my, my playthrough of just the random games and see if there's anything else that's worth talking about in the future. But... So, Mark, what about you? Well, um, I did a bit. I, I just want to know, how, how how further have you gone into uh, Selen Hill? I've not gone any further since my first playthrough. So, I'm still yeah. like half an hour in. Have you guys started it at all yet? No. I, I just yet. haven't yet, but I've I've worked since our last podcast. So, I haven't had any mm-hmm. time to actually uh, play around with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a three-day weekend starting uh, this Friday. So, I'm hoping to play some this weekend. Yeah, I, I might even try tonight. I kind of sort of wrap up a few more games first, but uh, we're mm-hmm. already on the 10th today. And you're uh, never, ever going to finish Max Payne. So, I mean, really? Uh, yeah, Mad Max, yeah. <laughs> Mad you know, Max, thank you. Yeah, dude, sorry. I, I was even playing before we started. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I clear an area. Then, oh, you know what? Here, Here's a reward. Go to this here. I'm like, that's across a fucking map. I could, you know, <laughs> that's a 30-minute drive real time. Come on. I, I, I could fast track it, but at the same time, I'm missing. I got to find a fucking minefield, which I don't know where it is. And Oh, man. There's so much backtracking. And this is all side quest stuff. I haven't even... What did you pay? Like 10 bucks for that fucking game? Oh, no. I think I paid like ooh, 39 I think. So, I'm getting my money's okay. worth. Either way, you got your money's worth. Yeah. I, I know I, you can get it for like 10 bucks now, but I didn't know if you'd... I'm easily six months in this fucking game now. and uh, I, it, Nobody else on planet Earth can say they are six months into fucking Mad Max video game. Probably <laughs> no not. One. And I could easily do another six months, I guess, depending oh, on how often I play. Yeah, so I'm getting I'm getting a little tired just because I haven't even advanced the story. Yeah. But I've maxed out my car up, up to um, as much as I can without playing the story. <laughs> but I just want to wipe all this shit off the screen before I just do the, the missions, then I can turn it off, you know? Correct me up. That's the yeah. one thing I wish the PS4 had was a timer, like how long you played the games. That's what I like about um, the Xbox One has, it'll tell you how long you've played. I wish the PS4 did that because I'm really interested to know how many hours you are into Mad Max. Wait, this many hours of your life playing your right. Xbox. Ugh, I, I know, I know. I didn't think this game would be so long. Maybe I'm just playing it backwards, you know. It's very possible <laughs> as well. It would suck that, you know, during the course of the actual game missions, mm-hmm. that I'd have to go to the spots that I've already gone to to wipe out uh, whatever I had to wipe out. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And it would be even funnier that... I fucking hope. If I've already wiped them out, that I have to go back and re-wipe them out. Right. I would giggle. I... <laughs> And I will record myself giggling. Right. Uh, giggling means swearing in French. Yes. Uh, so I'm giggling uh, uh, a lot. A laugh time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I did that video game-wise. Plus, um, I've been able to play a bit of Switch um, at work here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still playing Master Blaster Zero, which will probably be my next uh, gaming post I'll do whenever in the next week or so. Um, I've also had a chance to get some more time with Mario Kart which I'm really enjoying. Yeah, it's so 
good. Well, I don't know about the Switch version, but just the game in general is really good from the Wii U. Oh, I'm digging it. Either playing it on my, uh, you know, on my television or playing it as a handheld. Uh, it's great. I'm awesome. really enjoying it. I just wish that all the characters weren't unlocked from the beginning. So I can yeah, get, that is really weird. Yeah, because I'm really I'm only playing four or five characters anyways. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just fun to unlock stuff. So right now I'm unlocking things. Um, for the car, like a new, a new body, a new vehicle, uh, new wheels, or a new parachute. Yeah, that's it. So it's mm. it's really too bad. I'm hoping that they come out with some DLC on top of all the DLC from the Wii U, which comes to the game already, to add to the game. Um, I don't know if that's happening or not. I would love for it to happen, even though it's yeah. it's, uh, it's a port of another uh, system. Um, you, you know, if you still want to make some cash, because I think. One in two Switch owners owns this game. Holy so shit. You want to make some more money? Um, do a few more track packs, you know? Mm-hmm. So, especially track packs on characters based off uh, Switch games. So, you know, mm-hmm. again, I haven't played Zelda yet, but I heard Zelda has got all these different costumes. So, there's already a, li- or pardon me, a link. There's already a link in the game. Yeah. But do another link with different costume types. Or, uh, you know, we've already got the Splatoon kids uh, from the first Splatoon in the game already. But, you know, add some people from Splatoon 2. Mm-hmm. Or the new uh, Mario coming out, you know, a, a different look for Mario. Something, you know. I'd probably right. buy it. I, You know, I know I would buy it just because. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty much all I've done game-wise. It's funny you um, mentioned that you've only, even though they're all unlocked, you still only use a couple, which is true because on every Mario Kart, I only ever used Mario. It's not until Mario Kart 8 I've changed to Link just because he's available. And I started okay. with him and like I only raced maybe two or three races without Link, but it's always, it's been Link for me this time when before it was always Mario. So it's like you, I stick to like one or two people the entire time I'm playing the game anyway. I, I would do that all the time, but I think it would get boring after I unlock, you know, Golden, all the different CC uh, mm-hmm. levels. So I'm using I'm using Luigi for the 50 CC. Then I'm using I think uh, Melvin, the guy who looks like uh, uh, Star Child from Kiss for like okay, the yeah. 100. Then I'm using Dry Bones for one. I'm using uh, the Lek two for another. And then I'm going to use my own me character for the 200s. Just so because. you're using like a, a different uh, different parameter for each leg through. And kind of really- like your A to Z challenge. It's, it's just who you are. That's who you are. I suppose. I just don't want to play Luigi all the time because I think I would get bored of just Luigi. So yeah. I'm keeping him for a certain uh, CC type of vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even with like dry bones, he's only going to drive a motorbike. Why? <laughs> because that's how I'm wired. He's only going to drive a motorbike. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, oh, man. it is who I am. Um, yeah. So that's gaming. Uh, TV wise, I am six episodes into Scream season two. Okay. Out of 13, there's 13 episodes this season, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. Now that we've taken care of like the whole mythos and history in Scream 1, now it's pretty much what's going on in Scream 2. Who's the killer now? Um, so I've posted some uh, some thoughts, um, brief thoughts on Twitter, but uh, my more in-depth uh, paragraphs are on our Facebook page. So you can check us out on our Cinefessions Facebook page for... Uh, my reviews. I do one every few episodes. I think I did one for the first episode, the third, and the fifth. So I just finished a sixth one last night. I haven't written about that yet. I'll probably wait till I get to eight for that. Um, but uh, I, should, I should try to catch up with you because then it, we could actually talk about it a little more. Because I know Ash seen the whole thing and you're watching through. I should try to catch up. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. And now knowing that the third season won't be with these characters kind of bums me out because I'm, yeah. I'm really getting a liking to some of them. You know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm really enjoying that. I won't spoil anything for you because you're uh, you're not watching them yet. But uh, there's some really cool uh, throwbacks. You know, there's a there's a carry scene, and every episode in season two, uh, the title of the, th- of the episode is a horror movie that's oh, indirectly no. linked to the actual subject matter of the of the episode. So that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, so so far so good on that. And uh, as for movies, um, I haven't wa- been able to watch too too much. Um, but regarding my Alpha to Zulu to Alpha challenge, I'm almost done. Pulp uh, Midnight Pulp. Um, I okay. just finished watching my uh, my golf movie uh, for the letter G. Mm. So now I just got it from uh, F to A, and then I'm done with Midnight Pulp. Hopefully, I can get that done by our next episode, and then I can start with my DVD portion. So, How much, uh, are you working a lot between now and then? Uh, I'm off. I'm back at work on uh, Monday. Oh, okay. So I, I'll have some time to hopefully bang out. I hope I can bang them all out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bang. I actually do want to see. Um, I think there's only one or two letters. Where I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of weak sauce. But like, I think mm-hmm. D want to watch Disco Exorcist. Oh, nice. I actually own that on DVD. I got it from uh, Smarmy Jerkface's uh, Fantastic Garbage giveaway a couple years ago. Oh, I've not okay. watched it, but I do own it. Oh, it sounds awesome. So I got yeah. Disco Extras I want to see. I, I want to see um, Black Roses for B. Um, I think A, I want to watch Angel Terminator, which just sounds awesome. Yeah, it um, does. And I, uh, look it oh, up. Oh, I think for C, I'm going to do CB. I think it's called CB Convoy or CB Rider. It's a it's a CB trucker. No, probably it's Convoy I'm going to watch with uh, Chris Christopherson. So, yeah, I think only the letter Echo and F. Anyways, there's a few I really want to see. Just, you know, are they going to be good? Probably not. But uh, they, they, the, the cover art seems uh, good enough for me to uh, pique my curiosity and watch them. So, I'm almost done that. Um so I did put two reviews. By the time you listen to this, I'll have two more reviews up. Uh, one for the letter H for a review. Uh, I actually posted it yesterday on Monday uh, for a movie called Hated. Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. Now, do you mm. guys know who Gigi Allen is, is at all? I do not. No? no? Okay. So he's a punk rocker in the, uh, I guess, 80s to 90s. Um, this documentary was, was directed and written by Todd Phillips who he became pretty big by doing the Hangover uh, series, and he did um, Old School, amongst other films. So he started with this doc, well, one of these documentaries in 93, and it's about the punk rocker Gigi Allen and his band. So it starts Mm -hmm. off, I think it's in the 1990s, where he gets released from prison for some indentancy thing. And uh, he skips bail, goes to New York, and they set up uh, a tour for their band. And it follows him for about a year, year and a half, up until he uh, up until he dies. Um, now you might have seen his picture before and just not know who he is. Um, so he's a well-known uh, punk rocker, very anti-establishment, pretty much just owns whatever he's wearing. Um, he likes <laughs> to perform naked, so he's on stage. I think with just like a, a choker, and uh, he's rocking buck naked. Hmm. Um, he's also into, uh, <laughs> well, he's into piss drinking. That was fun. Um, oh. there's a segment where, uh, one of his fans sets up a birthday party for him and he's only going to go if a girl pisses in his mouth. 
<laughs> so uh, it's recorded. Naked girl piss in his mouth. He drinks two, three gulps, pukes on himself, and then drinks another gulp. <laughs> and he's wow. a happy camper. Yeah. Um, as for his music, um, I can't say that I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do like some punk, but this is pretty much just him screaming sometimes, just yelling, um, he, him getting to fights with people in the crowd. Um, my buddy, uh, Ed actually recommended me some, uh, of his albums to check out. So I'm going to do that. I haven't done that yet. I just got that list yesterday. Um, but, uh, if I was there in that day, I'd probably go to one of his shows just to see the fucking psych show, sideshow it becomes because I wouldn't be there for the music. Yeah. Um, like his big thing was he was going to commit suicide on Halloween on stage. Mm. Um, but, uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't. Um, he dies from a, uh, heroin overdose in his house or in a residence, I should say. I don't think he did not own a house. Um, that's it. A very polarizing figure, uh, very entertaining figure. This doc was only 51 minutes long. And, uh, even though it said it was a two hour documentary on Midnight Pulp, I guess the DVD release had an hour's worth of concert footage of his last concert before he dies. Oh, um, okay. And Midnight Pulp did not have that. They just had the documentary itself. So mm. it's 51 minutes. It felt like it was 20 minutes. I wanted to watch more. Like as much as of a freak show this guy is, entertaining as fuck. So if you're able to track down, it is available on DVD or you can get it on Midnight Pulp. Totally worth it. I thought it was fucking fantastic. And it's um, called Hated? It's called Hated, Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. Perfect. Yeah, really good, really good. It, uh, I guess it's showing 93, but uh, this was during like 1991. I th- maybe 92, but I'm pretty sure he died in 91. So that's that. Um, other movie that I haven't posted yet, but uh, I finished watching yesterday, was called Graveyard of Honor. It's a Takeshi Mike film. Uh, he's a guy who did the Ichi the Killer and Audition yep. and Gozu amongst a shit ton yeah, of films. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is a remake of a 1970-ish film called Graveyard of Honor as well about this guy who uh, stomps an assassination on a Yakuza boss and then gets um, gets honored by becoming a Yakuza, but a high-ranking Yakuza official, even though he has no experience. And uh, he's a guy that doesn't care about anything. That's why he stopped the assassination because like, he just doesn't care if he was going to get hurt or dies or whatever. Hmm. Um, so he's a piece of shit. And you know that right off the bat because he does not treat women well at all. Uh, his common law that he eventually gets together with, um, like he pretty much forces her um, to meet him. And then like he rapes her multiple times. Um, he's not a nice guy. And what happens is he's also got a, a tr- trigger um, temper. Mm. So he was supposed to meet the Yakuza boss for an appointment. He gets to the appoint to the appointment place. Guy's not there. The other Yakuza laugh at him, so he beats them all up. Eventually, he shoots the Yakuza boss, and then now he's running for his life. Um, and this is all because of a misunderstanding. <laughs> so it's really interesting. It's worth checking out. Um, it's not my favorite uh, Takeshi Mikey film, but uh, it's actually I think it's his most. It's most. Wow. Uh, his film most grounded in real life you know like with Ichi there's a comic book vibe to it with uh, <laughs> with Desert Q I don't know what the fuck kind of vibe it is <laughs> let's go with milking there's a milking vibe this one seems the most steeped in like his type of reality mm. um, 
you know, there's still some, the, the gun violence is pretty real. Um, there's some arterial spray, but it isn't over the top like some of his other films. Um, so it's pretty cool. I'm going to put, uh, well, but again, by the time we, uh, we have this out here, um, it'll be on the uh, Instagram, but it's worth checking out. So that's called Graveyard of Honor from 2002. Original was uh, in 1975. So I wouldn't mind checking the original out as well yeah. just to get a comparison. Um, but apart from that, only other film I kind of want to talk about is I did a, a repeat uh, last night at work. We watched The Wolf Cop. Oh, from okay. 2014. Have you guys seen that one at all? No. No? Okay. So it's a very Canadian film about this cop who's an alcoholic screw up and uh, he watched, gets. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch it? What did you think of it? It had a few good moments, but I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I was amused throughout, but I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was like amazing, but it was fun. That's because you probably don't have enough moose coming in your system. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. Oh man! Uh, but yeah, so you know, cops. Uh, he's a he's a fuck up. Gets gets caught in some satanic ritual and becomes a wolf. So he becomes a wolf cop. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I checked my IMDb and I had given it four and a half stars out of five. Oh, okay. Um, watching it last night, I brought it down to four. I liked it a lot, but it was, some of it was really really hokey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the, the wolf, uh, I guess transitions that he does, it's pretty, pretty cool. It's very wet, you know, the skin ripping and whatnot. Um, especially the initial one where the guy's, you know, taking a leak and his dick kind of explodes into a wolf dick. That is awesome. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you also get bonus points for, uh, the wolf having sex with the hot barmaid in a jail <laughs> cell uh, while having Gowan playing uh, in the background, which is a Canadian rock band from like, uh, or Canadian rock uh, artist from the uh, late 70s, uh, 80s era. Um, wow. So big props to Gowan on this. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like I watched it again. I liked it probably not as much, uh, but I'm looking forward to Wolcop 2. It's supposed to come out later on this year. And awesome. that pretty much is all for me. I didn't have much time to do much of anything else, so. Very good. And uh, Ash, you lying sack of shit, you did watch something else. You lying sack of shit. <laughs> I spit on what? your grave. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. It was yeah. Netflix. That's because it wasn't on my Netflix queue. Uh, oh, gotcha. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I did watch I Spit on Your Grave 2010, uh, the remake. Um, I almost turned it off the rape sequence because, wow, that was really fucking rough. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. rape revenge flick, no spoilers there. But every single one of those guys deserve what they got. Holy shit. Yeah, the revenge portion is just fucking awesome. I absolutely love that movie. That was so well done. Yeah, that one is brutal as fuck. I will give it. Yeah. And you were not a big fan of the original, right? Because I think you reviewed that for the site. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the original all that much. Yeah, I think the remake is uh, better, I would say. I I, I have to concur too. The the actress in the remake is a lot stronger, I think. Oh, she's yeah, she's great, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't know, I I'm not a big fan of the trope, but I mean, like, if you like those those types of movies, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah, definitely should watch it. But you know, I'm yeah, that was just it's like wow. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that, it, that's it, the it, thing though. The, the the rape scenes are uncomfortable to watch, but it makes the revenge so much sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just that's why. 
I, I, I think I, I mentioned it before. Like I, I if my like my wife would watch like a Lifetime movie or something where uh, obviously the rape scenes aren't graphic like that, but still somebody's getting raped. And at the end, it's like they're in court, and sometimes they get free, and sometimes they go to jail. And it's like that's not who that's not nearly fulfilling like a fucking rape and revenge film is. Yeah, I uh, picked up uh, part three uh, in the last month or two. Mm-hmm. So it's on my to watch pile. Hopefully I'll watch it again when I get uh, yeah. to the eye section of my next Blu-ray leg. But uh, I had watched uh, part two for the first leg this year. And uh, I really liked it. Like it's it's brutal, but mm-hmm. damn, it's really good too. Yeah, like, the third you know, one is – I haven't seen the third one yet either myself. Well, apparently the third one's a sequel to the first one because the same girl from the first one. Number two, it's all uh, – it's a separate uh, story right. altogether. Yeah, but so I'm curious to see how they revisit, yeah, um, three to one. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm actually looking forward to watching that. Yeah, me too. I kind of want to watch it like now. Like let's pause. Let's go watch it. You want to no. go watch it now? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be our first commentary track for a movie. Yeah, yeah let's watch. It. Oh man, that's oh yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. That's, that's really good, hey buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's move over. So we do have a question of the week from one of our listeners this week and one of our uh, Twitter followers. This is from Brent. So thank you, Brent, for this question. So he asks, which upcoming horror film are you most looking forward to later this year? So I will let you guys think of that and I will um, give my answer here. So I was going through the, like a different website, looking through some upcoming releases. And I think the movie I'm most looking forward to this year, the, the horror film I'm most looking forward to, um, is one that just comes out in just a couple of weeks. And that's Alien Covenant. Um, I absolutely adore this entire series. And fortunately, Bridget likes it too. So this is one that we're actually going to go out to the theaters and see, which is an incredibly rare thing for us. And so I'm looking forward to that. I think that's just in a week or two, right? I think it's May 19th, so next week. 19th, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, But I did want to point out, I just want to talk about something else real quick. Um, There is a VOD movie coming out actually this week that's called Awakening the Zodiac. Now, I've never even heard of this film before, but I watched the trailer and it looks fucking awesome. It's about this couple, uh, they buy a storage locker and it contains tapes. Um, and these tapes are, are like recordings of the Zodiac Killer, obviously from like the Lejos, uh, San Francisco area in the seventies. Uh, um, the Zodiac Killer's murders. And so they decide to try to track him down using these tapes. But then, he basically he gets they get too close and so the Zodiac killer comes out of hiding and and starts going after them. Um, and this like I'm reading a lot about Zodiac right now. I'm reading through Zodiac on Mass like I talked about last week. And so it just fits my current interest as perfectly as anything. Um, it stars Shane West. Leslie Bibb and Matt Craven, which I, uh, Shane West was very recognizable and so was Leslie Bibb uh, when I was watching the trailer. Um, but it's directed by Jonathan Wright, who Jonathan Wright was actually the second assistant director on the original Urban Legends, which is a really good slasher film, underrated slasher film, I'd say, and 16 Blocks, which is one of my favorite quote-unquote guilty pleasures, if if you believe in that term at all. Um, that's I just love that movie for whatever f- stupid-ass reason. Most deaf and Bruce Willis, yes, fucking please. I love it. And so I'm, I'm definitely going to rent this one. Um, it's going to be available on Amazon Instant Video to rent in HD for $5.99. I think you can own it for like $12.99, $11.99, something like that. 
Um, but I'm really glad that Brent asked this question because otherwise I would I wouldn't have looked this up and I never would have heard of it. And because it's VOD, it probably would I probably would have just missed it altogether. Um, but that one actually you know, comes out this week or came out yesterday, maybe. Um, but I'm definitely checking that out. I'm really excited to see that. It is so funny you mentioned that because I saw that in my Twitter feed uh, just today before we started podcasting. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's actually playing at the at the Mayfair Theater on June 11th. Oh, um, okay. That was actually shot in Ottawa. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so yeah, the shot not a thriller, and it's, uh, Stephen McHattie's in it, which I like a lot. He was the uh, radio DJ in the Pontypool. Oh, no well shit! As, yeah, I know him. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to this release. There's this that comes on the 11th. And funny enough, I saw a Rue Morgue um, post on uh, Twitter today about Hounds of Love. It's an Australian serial killer film. And that's okay. playing tomorrow, or probably on Friday night. So it'd be uh, uh, whatever day it is. But on this Friday, <laughs> when this podcast gets released uh, yeah, at the as well. Um, so I know nothing of this, but I'm seeing nothing but like A pluses. So I am totally seeing that Friday night. Hounds of Love. Cool. No, nothing. It looks fantastic. Nice poster too. So awesome! I love serial killer movies. So you, I definitely have caught my interest. Yeah. What's that one serial uh, serial killer film? It's like the abduction film uh, with the girl. It's she wants a boyfriend for the prom, and her dad picks up this guy. It's Australian. Oh, the loved ones. Oh, and, I've not seen that one yet. You know what? Australian horror, and I hate the term exploitation because I I find. Just because a film comes out of Australia does not mean it's an exploitation film. Right. Yeah. A lot of people throw that term around, though. Um, but, like, uh, the, um, the Loved Ones and fucking Wolf Creek and, like, they're doing fucking great genre films right now. Yeah, like, I've heard I, nothing I, but good things about Loved Ones. Yeah, and I think Wormwood is is Australian. Uh, it could be from New Zealand, though. But uh, that region is really kicking it uh, when it comes to genre films. Definitely. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check both of those out. That's very, very cool. So um, what upcoming release would you say that you guys are most looking forward to? Either one, you can jump on in. Well, wow. um, I just oh, looked at upcoming horror movies for this year, and there is a lot of really stupid shit on the list. Wow. There's actually a lot that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, like Strangers 2 is another one if it actually comes out this year. Fuck yes. It, I'd have to see ads for a lot of these. Some of these are just reboots or remakes. And it's just like, yeah, okay. I, like, it looks interesting. I will say it looks interesting. But I think Alien yeah. Covenant probably tops my list easily. Yeah. Just, it's just, I was like, uh, they're like 42 new and upcoming horror movies that over half of them are fucking reboots. Yeah. I love, sequel Or sequels to established horror films. Uh, yep. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ain't even alien is again another yeah exactly. So I don't know. I think I think that's probably your pick is probably what my pick is there. So cool, fair enough. And what about you, Mark? Um, again, I don't look that far ahead uh, to what's coming out. I'm pretty much looking week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't really have anything that I'm dying to see again because uh, I mentioned uh, earlier on Twitter. Uh, I don't like seeing trailers because I find they give too much of the movie away. Right. So the only time I'll go see a trailer is if I'm actually at the cinema. So I won't, you know, go look on YouTube unless I, unless I'm having a, you know, a YouTube night or something where I just, you yeah. know, go from thing to thing. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I try not to, to catch uh, too many, um, too many uh, teasers or whatnot. So right now I'd say I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have not seen the trailer yet. I've only seen stills and he looks creepy and everybody's raving about it. So I'm curious about it. So I'm gonna go check that out. Um, I'm looking forward to the next Saw film. Again, knowing nothing about it. And if it wasn't for us doing the Saw arc, I probably would not be excited for it. Yeah. But since it's still fresh in my mind and it mm-hmm. actually makes sense right now, right. I want to see it. And it's um, a fun fucking series. Fuck yeah. I'm really hoping that Costas Mandalore, you know, the Fist of the North Star comes Yeah, back. I am too. Uh, it's like I said, from that thing I went to, it sounded like they're going to be in there in some capacity. So yeah, but I don't want him to be like the first kill cameo before the right. I want him to be the fucking Fist of the North Star, you know? Yeah. If he is the first one killed. I will go see that movie three or four fucking times. <laughs> I'm going to quit this podcast with that attitude. <laughs> You can fucking just come. I'm not going to shoot you anymore. That, whatever. Um, oh, man. And, you know, one that's maybe not really uh, horror, but I'm excited for because of its history, is uh, Tom Cruise's The Mummy. I'm oh, okay. I'm actually looking forward to that. I find whomever the actress is that's playing The Mummy, uh, which she looks familiar to me, but I, I can't tell you what her name is off the top of my head. Um, she looks pretty cool. Uh, you know, on the white makeup with the with the hieroglyphics on her and whatnot, um, yeah. she looks scary and sexy at the same time. I like that combo. Um, so I'm I'm you know as soon as I have a Tuesday off, which is cheap day, and <laughs> it coincides with a screening of the Mummy, I will go see that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Even though people hate Tom Cruise, um, he's still making some really good flicks. I just heard that they're they're doing a sequel to um, uh, Live Die Repeat. Oh I yeah, go it's, see that. Do you I, know what it's called? Live Die and Repeater. Live Die Repeat and Repeat. Ugh. I know, right? Oh. And it's such a good movie. The original is such a good movie. Why do you have to have such a shitty sequel name? Whatever. Well, it's just it, the name. It, who cares? But is it Tomorrow was a bad name for it. Live Die Repeat would have been better. Um, but I like that. Repeat. And repeat. Yeah, you know what? I thought it was really we talked film. about this before. Uh, yeah. Yes, we have. We have. I'm yeah. just reading, you know. <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah, so to me right now, uh, those would be the three. Of course, Alien, when Alien comes out next week, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go see it. Obviously, I like Aliens. Um, but have I watched a trailer for it? No. So I, when I sit down, uh, the only way I can be disappointed is if the movie actually sucks because I've got no expectations whatsoever. Yeah. See, I mean, that's uh, it's an interesting point because – I will watch a trailer when I want to be sold on a movie. So, like, I watched the trailer for Awakening the Zodiac because I had no idea if it was going to be, like, the super low-budget piece of shit, whatever, that I wouldn't be interested in. I needed to find out. So, I watched the trailer. Alien Covenant has the name Alien in it. I'm sold already. I have avoided every trailer for that. Um, we were watching TV at one point the other day, and all of a sudden I hear um, Almost Heaven, West Virginia, that song. And um, I walk in the room. I'm like, oh, what is this? And then I realized, oh, fuck, like, this is the Alien Covenant trailer. I'm like, well, I got to turn around and walk back out because I don't need to see it because I don't want them to spoil anything, you know? Yeah. Um, and It, I'm not watching an It trailer. I'm sold on It. I don't need to I don't need to watch it. I have seen stills because you can't avoid them if you go online. Sure. Um, but And Pennywise looks fucking awesome. But I, I kind of, I'm kind of like in between. I'll watch a trailer to get sold. But then once I'm sold, I don't need to keep watching a trailer. You know, and even if I'll just watch half a trailer, if it sells me, then I'm done, you know? So well, that's the thing. I don't need to see a trailer for Wonder Woman because I know I'm going to go see it. it yes. I'm in the but same now, exact spot. I have not watched now, like, one. Edgar Wright's new movie, Baby Driver. 
Mm. I need a trailer for that because it sounds stupid. You yeah, I've heard, trailer heard about that. You watch a trailer and like, fuck yeah, I cannot wait to see this movie. Mm-hmm. The movie is is being received so well, the trailer only, that it it they pushed the uh the uh, uh the release date ahead a few months. Oh so wow. I think it comes out in June because the reception has been so good. You well, watch that a uh, baby driver. It's a new Edgar Wright film. Oh okay. it looks fucking awesome. I cannot wait for that film. But I just need to see the one trailer. You got me hooked. Don't don't edit two, three more trailers out uh, that gives me more plot. Right. Watch the movie as it unreals, you know? So, mm-hmm. spools, unreals, fuck. The fucking poster for Baby Driver looks pretty fucking amazing. I think I'm sold already. Like, it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. If, if you haven't seen it, well, if you haven't seen it yet, don't because I'm telling you it's that good. Yeah. But if you want to see it, it, it's fucking good. Like, it, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say anymore, but uh, right. it's 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 high on my non horror movie list this summer to see. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I mean, I love Edgar Wright, so I mean, <laughs> oh, he, he you know. can't do any wrong. I wish exactly. he stayed on Ant Man, um, but I think Peyton yeah. Reed did. I think it's Peyton Reed who took over. He did a fantastic job, um, but you know, it's based off his initial uh, treatment. So, mm-hmm. like, has has he made a bad movie? I don't not think that so. I've seen. No, I don't think not so. That I've seen. So keep on keeping on, you know? Right. Absolutely. Excellent. So thank you again, Brent. We really appreciate the question. That was a lot of fun to talk about. So if you have a question for the three of us here at the Cinefessions podcast, please hit us up using that hashtag in film we trust for all the questions you'd like us to answer here on the show, and we'll do our best to answer them all. Again, make sure you tweet at us using that hashtag in film we trust. And if for some reason you're not on Twitter, just give us a call, one three zero two four four eight talk. Or email us at cinefessions. I'm sorry, at contact at cinefessions.com for those options. Okay, so let's move over to our video game arc review this week, and we are talking about DOA: Dead or Alive from 2006. And as always, there will be spoilers. So if you care about spoilers and have not seen the film, make sure you hit pause, go watch the film, come on back and hit play, and listen to our discussion on it. So, DOA, Dead or Alive, from 2006, was directed by... Oh, I meant to look up how to say his name, and I feel like an asshole. Corey Yen? I'm going to go with Corey Yen. Because I don't know if that's right. Y-U-E-N. I'm going with Yen. It was written by J.F. Lawden, Adam Gross, and Seth Gross. And I think it's interesting to note that J.F. Lawson was actually the writer for the Steven Seagal film Under Siege and, of all films, Pretty Woman. So I thought that was very interesting. DOA has an IMDb score of 4.8 out of the 39,573 votes as of the time of this recording, a Metacritic score of 38, a 33% tomato meter, and an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 36%. It had a $21 million budget, but only a $480,000 gross. So Ash, what is your history with Dead or Alive? Uh, I rented it when it first came out on DVD way the fuck back when. Okay, so you have seen it. Yes, I had seen it before. I watched it the one time, and then I watched it again for this. Okay, perfect. And what about you, Mark? Uh, This was probably the first movie I ever torrented of BitTorrent. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, prior to that, I had not seen any of it before. So uh, I I, uh, watched it. I downloaded it, watched it once, deleted it, and uh, now it's in my possession. Yep, All those years later, right? <laughs> I just bought it last week. Full disclosure: you own the Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do own the Blu-ray. 
Excellent. Yeah, I have not seen this film uh, at all, and I never really heard anything about it either. So this was uh, pretty close to a blind, I guess, close to a blind uh, watch as I could have for this podcast. So I don't know what it is about this film, but every time I say the title, I, I am I am inclined. I, I really want to say DOA Dead or Alive I, every single fucking time. I don't want to just call it Dead or Alive or DOA. I want to call it DOA Dead or Alive. But I, I don't think know. that's the actual right way to do it, though. I See, mean, it's, it's the title. To me, it's DOA, then uh, two points. Right. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce two points uh, down south. <laughs> two points. <laughs> oh, man. The, um, or the vertical dots or something. Yes. Or yeah. What the fuck yeah. are they called? Not semicolon, the, you know, whatever. It's a full colon. Exactly. So... Right from the opening scene here, we meet uh, Kasumi, right? I'm saying that right? Kasumi? Oh, bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. So let me, let me ask you this. Have you guys played the video games? And if so, to what extent? Okay. Uh, I had DOA2 hardcore for the PS2. Uh, unlocked every single outfit for that game by playing through it. Uh yeah, plus my wife loves Helena, so she would play the shit out of that too and helped. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've got the uh, I got the PS4 version they came out with a while back too, and that one's a lot of fun too. So there's a PS4 DOA, uh, I believe so. Yeah, DOA five, I believe. Oh no shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I played uh, I think DOA two for the Xbox, and then I also had the the one. Uh, the first uh, one where they're uh, it's like Max's Island and you're uh, you got to play beach volleyball with the girls and gamble. I forget it's an offshoot of the game. It's pretty yeah, much I know just what you're talking about beach volleyball. Yeah, that's, that's why volleyball. they had the volleyball match in the uh, in the movie. Yes, yeah, it, it was pretty much love that. Uh, yeah. And the whole point of the game was pretty much just again the boob physics. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, like I I think I rented this game when it came out on PS2. So whichever one I think DOA two hardcore like you were talking about Ash. Um, and, uh, but I don't remember it at all, frankly. And I never played any, I just remember hearing about like the beat, the vol- extreme beach volleyball games. I, I worked for GameStop when they were coming out and stuff. And so I always heard talks about them, but I never actually played them. Let, and, let's uh, this way. as far as, as far as fighting games go, there is no real plot, especially at least the DOA two hardcore. It's they mm-hmm. jump in and go, there's no cinematics. There's like brief little entrances, entrances to explain why they're fighting, which make no fucking sense. If you've never played, this <laughs> game. uh, and, and so it ends up that the movie actually has more of a plot than a couple of the games do. So oh, interesting. <laughs> well, it is funny too, that this game, um, or the, the video game itself, it was produced by Temco and developed mm-hmm. by Team Ninja. And they're the guys who revitalized the Ninja Gaiden series and Ninja Gaiden Black. So they eventually tied the universes together. So the Hayabusa that's in this game here is actually Ryo Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. I knew I knew that name, but I couldn't. I didn't place it. Okay, that now, makes sense. I didn't like his rendition or this version of him in this game because he oh. felt very secondary. Because mm-hmm. you have to think it, the original Ninja Gaiden, like it's it's so iconic, and to have Ryu Hayabusa be almost playing second fiddle mm-hmm. to me was kind of weird. Um, now I don't know if they merged that universe after this film or not. But uh, yes. technically, that would be him, which 
I find interesting because he was he's a bit of a pushover in this game or in this film. <laughs> At least I found. I'm sure they did, but let me let me double check when Ninja Gaiden came out. Yeah, I, I think Ninja Gaiden uh, Black came out in. Oh, I didn't write the time. Mm. Anyways, but uh, yeah, so that that's that's Ninja Gaiden guy. Was yeah. That, okay, modern series Ninja Gaiden X was that it? Uh, I thought it was Ninja Gaiden Black. That was the first one done by Team Ninja, and that okay. was in '96. Yeah, a Ninja Gaiden Black, 2004. Okay. So that's when that came out, and then Ninja Gaiden Sigma. So, yeah, and the first DOA was in '96. Yeah, it was right. Hmm. So Good they time. would have started tying, um, tying them in uh, after this. So it would have been probably been right around when the movie came out that they started tying them into the same universe. Yeah, so I would assume at this point, Hayabusa was just Hayabusa from the game mm-hmm. and not Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden, which then would get retconned that he was, so. <laughs> Gets all confusing at that point. Yeah, yeah I was never a big Try. fan of the games. Well, I, I suck at fighting games to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of a Capcom guy myself. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to technical stuff where you got to juggle and whatever, um, I, I suck. Mm-hmm. But the games are beautiful. Like, this is a fun game to watch people play. Um, yeah. But uh, I couldn't play a lick of this game. Gotcha. I just like the aesthetics. Right. So I lo- right from the beginning, um, I-, I loved the the power that Princess Kasumi has you. over the men in the opening scene. And then who is the one that starts giving her problems? It's the other woman. I thought that was very interesting because she's just, without doing anything, just walking through them and just clearly has all this power, which obviously she's the princess, you know? But I thought that was a very good visual. I, I found the opening scene was kind of dumb um, because, okay, so you're the princess of this clan and you get all these guys who want to protect you. But if you leave the, the gates, then they're all going to attack you. Mm-hmm. What's the, So you're a prisoner in your own family. I don't know. I, I just, I, to, to, to me, the logic wasn't there. It's like you have all these guys, you know, if, if you won't let me look for my brother, then how about you guys go and look for my brother for me then? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I just, I just found it just didn't make sense to me, you know. Um, just the fact that, uh, well, I'm a prisoner in my own. Like, why would I want to stay in the house and play with a cricket in the box? Let me, let me go find my, my, my presumably dead sibling, since mm-hmm. you guys don't believe he's still alive. Right. But no, we won't let you look for your brother, who we think is dead. But if you leave, we're gonna kill you. Oh, okay. How about you're all fired then? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like right. fire them all. They're no longer your guards, and they won't attack <laughs> you anymore. Um, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't have a problem with it because, um, I, it's kind of just like the whole, <laughs> the whole point of the fucking film is what is the, not the story at all. It's not the plot. It's what they're able to do with the action. And I, right from the start, they just say, fuck you, gravity, fuck you, laws of physics and just go to town. Like she just flies off the fucking sword right over the wall. It just looked badass, And I loved that about it. Yeah, that's one thing I don't like about this film and why I don't like uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon so much is all the, the wire work. I don't like that, that type of action myself. Okay. You know, especially I, later on. I love that. But really? Yeah, I, can... I, I don't like it. And that's more – it's a regional thing. You know, it's more of a, of a Chinese thing mm-hmm. uh, because this was filmed. This... this was actually the first film that was um, actually filmed in the uh, Heng Dian uh, studio in China. Um, first Western film, I should say. Um, hmm. Films like Hero with Jet Li was filmed there. Uh, again, using the same style of action with the, you know, flying swords and the, you know, going from tree to tree and shit like that. 
Um, I myself, I'm not a big fan of that style of, uh, of action. Well, if nothing, you were a consistent motherfucker because you said basically the same thing with um, Resident Evil Apocalypse. That was your major complaint. I loved like the over-the-top action and you didn't at all. And I could see how it's kind of similar. Not Obviously not in the same way, but similar in terms of how over-the-top it is. I like what I like. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, you exactly. Can't, you, you can't change them overnight, you know? <laughs> Oh, man. And then, I mean, just <sighs> the women in this movie are just so beautiful. And yeah. so then seconds later after meeting Kasumi, we get Miss Jamie Presley oh, and yeah. she looks fantastic and she is an absolute badass. And then um, they use a ton of slow motion in the in the fight sequences. And I love that. I'm such a sucker for slow motion in my fight scenes. And uh, I just wrote down at this point, I was like, this is going to be excellent. Tina is fucking incredible. I'm a sucker for slow motion in a American flag bikini. Yes. <laughs> right. I, I've been smitten on Jimmy Presley for so long. I never watched <laughs> My Name is Earl just because I'm not a big uh, Brandon or Jason Lee fan. Yeah, I hate but that show. for some reason, back in the day, I had a poster of Poison Ivy 2 <laughs> that she was in. Uh, Poison Ivy oh, was man. the original with Alyssa Milano. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, and then she didn't Poison Ivy 2, the new seduction, straight straight to video from 1997. And I had a poster of that hanging in my room. So she stared at me for many hours at a time. <laughs> and, I, and, and I stared back at her. Yes, you did. Oh, I believe it. Oh, yeah, I did. I did it a long time. I stared so bad. <laughs> oh, Anyways, man. um, yeah, she she made this film for me. Mm -hmm. Um I again and Tina Armstrong from the little amount of time I did play DOA. Yeah. Um I used to play as Tina Armstrong and as Bass Armstrong because they were pro wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And nothing says yeah. awesome like a power bomb during uh, <laughs> you know using wrestling moves in a fight, <laughs> uh, fight game. I love that shit. Um so yeah, I was uh, quickly enamored by uh by Jamie Presley in this film. Yeah, as much as you love Jamie Presley and I absolutely did too. For me, it was Holly Valance as Christy that <laughs> yeah. I was just smitten over. Because first off, it starts, we get the shower sequence. I, God bless this movie. Um, and then um, has like the greatest uh, dressing scene in film history. I was shocked that we didn't get any nudity. But then I realized it's a, it's a PG-13 film, oh, not an R-rated film. I loved how they shot it. Best, best use of... Of camera angles. Yes. They, for that. So good. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love when she was – it was so – it was just a silly moment, but the, the detective or whoever was like, explain to me, you know, tell me about the diamonds. And so she just starts telling him about diamonds. I thought that was very funny. Um, just kind of a great personification of her character, of who she, who she will be this entire film. Yeah, that cop isn't very smart, though. You know, she goes, I'll pass my bra, and he hands her the bra on the end of his gun. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's not procedure. <laughs> that's <laughs> not procedure. You, you don't do it like that. Because what's <laughs> going to happen next? She's going to kick it. He's a <laughs> and what does she do? She kicks it. She kicks it. He's all, he's all flustered, though. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I find um, Jimmy Presley was like the power... Like she's like the, she's like the well she's a tomboy in this mm -hmm. film you know and then you've got uh, Holly Valens that she's she's like oh she's a seductress God this, yes she you is you know like putty in my hands you right know what I mean? like yep. oh yeah 
It's so sexy, and the accent does not hurt. Oh, man. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> and then fucking Kevin motherfucking Nash walks in, and I was so happy to see that Kevin Nash is playing uh, Tina's father. Yeah, Bass. Man, that made me happy. Yeah, great Loved comic that. relief. Uh, I, I, I wish it was more of him. In his yeah, story. exactly. Exactly right. Like, yeah, what, I, what happened to him? Like, I, I, that's what I was going to say. Like, at toward the third act is when kind of things just go crazy. And a lot of people uh, got, he got sent home because she beat him. He's one of the few that actually leaves and got sent uh, home. Who beat him? She did. She did. She oh, that was their fight. That's right. On the raft. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was it, wondering, like, what happened to the people? They didn't show them going anywhere. And so I didn't know what happened to a lot of people toward the end of the movie. Yeah, no, it's too bad he wasn't there for the climax because it, one, right. it's Kevin Nash, and mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want to use him for your film? So right. I was bummed that he he kind of left halfway through the film because mm-hmm. he was funny. Yeah, he was. was funny too because With Tina him. and him they're drinking beers and they're they're past blue ribbons. But for some reason, the blue ribbon is is uh, marked off with like just a blue circle. I guess they didn't have the rights to it or oh, something. Oh, gosh. I didn't notice so that's, that. That's where the blue ribbon uh, can isn't – you know it's a blue ribbon can. I did notice they were drinking PBR. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't notice the can itself, I guess. I thought it was or funny. The, I'm surprised the, it wasn't Budweiser. Like they don't look like <laughs> – they're not hipsters. So right. Yeah. Have a Bud, you know? Yeah. Or a Bud Light. I don't know, man. When I was in undergrad, it was always PBR for us and I'm a – Detroiter here. I don't know, but I, I don't think I've ever drank PBR before. Really? It's, I've it's never shitty. Drank PBR. Yeah, it's yeah, shitty. Yeah. My, we used my, it like my, you got a dirty 30 real cheap, a 30 pack, and we used to use for beer pong and shit. So that would wreck my palate because I have a sense of ecosystem in my mouth for flavors <laughs> and textures, and I don't want to wipe it out like a nuclear blast. Oh, you know? man. Yeah. I don't need the floor to rebuild again. That's PBR for you. Actually, I think PBR is actually a, uh, it's locally made here. It's a Michigan beer, if I remember correctly. Oh, in that case, you got to support local. Exactly. But yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I imagine you didn't like this, but I loved when they were climbing up the- uh, I, I did not. Whatever the hell that was, they were climbing up and just like the That's laws right. of physics don't mean anything and nope. just jumping and I thought it was really cool. I thought it was nope. neat. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, good. I, I did like the, uh, because like Christy did a lot of uh, crunches. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the whole like you know human uh, human uh, ladder section, yes. So yes. I, I, I'm enjoying her uh, her toned stomach and the fact right. that she can uh, support all this weight. Um, but the whole like leaping you know five floors you know yeah. off one leg, go oh, fuck yourself. It. Did not like. Oh, that. it's fucking good. No. But it's con- I mean like why it works for me is because it's consistent. It's not like something that they just fucked up or something. Like it's consistently. Oh, this sure. is how this world works. This is, these are the physics in the world of DOA Dead or Alive. Oh, I totally agree. Like if you do it once, you got to keep on with the, uh, I guess, with the laws. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Um. So I, as I was going through, I was, I, at this point is when I wrote down that, that this feels like a big budget film. But in reality, I mean, it's it's larger than some films we've talked about on this show. But in reality, it's only a, a twenty one million dollar budget is is a small budget in Hollywood, right? Well, especially That's not in big. Seven even that exactly. Was, it is. The, and at the same time, you know, you don't have big stars unless mm-hmm. you count Eric Roberts as a star. Yeah. Um, and you're filming in China, so money goes a lot further too. Right, and I think that, and that's what I was gonna 
compliment how well they did with that budget because nothing felt cheap to me at all. And I wrote down at this point that I hope it stayed that way and it did. Like nothing felt cheap. I really loved that about it. Yeah. The only thing that, that feels slightly cheap would be just the um, uh, just the CGI, how it maybe didn't age as well as some other films. Still not bad in any way, but you can just see it's there, you know? You could. Honestly, I couldn't. I, I'm trying to think of when there was CGI. When Help me out. Oh, there's a shit ton of green screen in this film. Like, this this film is all green screen and wireworks. And uh, I just find that you could tell when a background was green screen or not. Um, huh. But again, maybe this just because I got superior eyesight. Yeah, know. that could be because I honestly didn't catch any of that. I thought like they were – I didn't realize they were filmed behind a green screen, frankly, at most of the points. But well, I mean well, it makes well, sense. It's all that moose gum he's drinking. It yeah. must be. It just oh, – I it feel so – It seeps down here into the Detroit right River. Now. God damn it. Look at it break. <laughs> oh. Oh, I got to keep it. I got to keep it down. Keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. No, I don't know. I just, I just found there were seams, you know. But again, that's nitpicking though. You know, mm -hmm. I still think the film is a beautiful. It, it, it's it's beautifully rendered. Yeah. Um, I just feel that you know, a decade later, you do see a, a bit, a few rust spots on the car. You know what I mean? So, but it's not a total knock. A decade ago, this would have been fantastic. I'm sure. Hmm, it's interesting. I just didn't have the same uh, same reaction. Well, how did you feel about that aspect of it, Ash? Um, overall, I didn't think it was a bad. I, I, for a video game film, especially been based off of a fight genre, which doesn't always go over well, see the sequel to Mortal Kombat. Um, it, uh, it actually works pretty good, but I think it would probably have worked even better if it had been made like 10 years before that. If that had come out in like 97, like right around when Mortal Kombat came out, oh mm -hmm. my God, people would have been like ape shit over it. But, you know, it, but I think. You know that for the the era it came out in, it feels off. It doesn't quite vibe with the other stuff that was coming out at the time. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Okay, very good. Um, so I I loved Weatherby, and I think I loved Weatherby because I I recognized him from um the sitcom Reba which I don't watch often, <laughs> but I have seen plenty of episodes of because my mom used to love it and Bridget watches it pretty uh, a good amount. And so Steve Howie as Weatherby, I loved that because I, he's so goofy. And I think he's actually a really good actor. He, he, he's, oh, he kind of plays it up a lot in his roles, but I don't see him in a lot of things. And so I'm, I'm just always happy when I see him. Um, and I actually saw him recently on something. Oh, he was in Shameless. I was at my brother-in-law's house and they were watching an episode of Shameless, which I I've never watched it other than that. But he was in that. And I was I, I always f enjoy it when I see him because I think he is a good actor and uh, I feel like he should be in more shit. But apparently he's like a very recurring character on Shameless looking at his IMDb. But okay. I, I liked him. I liked Weatherby. Yeah, I've never seen the Shameless or Reba. Um, <laughs> I miss it out. I, I thought he looked um, – well, he wasn't the first pick for this role. Mm. Apparently, um, I, I'm going to butcher his name. Mm -hmm. But the guy from Hero was uh, Milo Vint, Ventimiglia. He was okay. the guy that had all the superpowers on Heroes. His brother was the uh, was the mayor or the uh, politician. Ash remember? would know. I've never seen an episode. Uh, or no, Ash, you've not seen an episode either. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, he, he was the guy with a little bit of a crooked mouth. He was the original uh, Weatherby. And then he didn't like the way his uh, character was being portrayed. So they got um, Steve Howie. And I thought he looked too muscular for the role. 
you know. Oh, you thought so? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's got that 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 long face, and he just looks mm-hmm. a little too a little too buff. Like behind, I'm assuming under his like his his two times too big shirt, yeah. he's probably ripped. And you know, just because you put glasses on the guy and you part his hair, stupid, so he's got a dumb haircut, does not make him a nerd. Um, so I thought he was. It wasn't cast properly. I don't think that was uh, that there could have been a better actor for that role. Um, I, I'm not too. I, I didn't really approve of uh, his casting, or at least I didn't like his portrayal of this character. Okay, fair enough. I, you're wrong, and that's fine. You, you can be wrong all the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, dude, of I'm course wrong I'm kidding. All the time. What are you talking about? Uh, I know. Um, but yeah, I first for some reason I bought it, but I, it, honestly, it was probably just because. I was just enamored that the, that my guy from Reba was in there. And so I probably just, I didn't pay that close attention, I guess, you know. Uh, but I, I definitely see what you're saying. I mean, yes, obviously the guy is, he plays a jock in Reba, you know. I mean, he plays a bar, uh, like a bar owner in uh, Shameless. This is not the typical character that he would be cast for. So I absolutely yeah. see what you're saying. Mm, I'm a cyber nerd. Mm. <laughs> Let me get through these barriers. Mm. Clickety clack on my typewriter. <laughs> Clickety clack. Yeah, so they do that like body it. scan at one point, like when they get to the island. And that just reinforced the fact that Christy was, Christy was my favorite. But <laughs> Helena. Or Helena, how do they say it? Helena? Helena, yeah. Oh man, she was awesome too. So Sarakata. Sarakata. Ooh shit. Sarakata. Yeah. Her in a rollerblades. I fucking love that she was going my in rollerblades. The problem with Helena is she did not she did not evoke the character from the game. Like the others did to an extent. Mm. Uh, but oh, I she's she was, in the game? For, for what she was in the film, she was good, but she just didn't feel like Helena from the games to me. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like. I don't know who that is. She, she, she was in the games. A so. Sweet smile when the first see, when you first see her rollerblading. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's 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 nice. You know? <laughs> she's nice. Yeah, a lot of these girls are just they're really nice in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Like the movie gives us what we want. Like we spend time meeting the girls, and we don't spend any time meeting the guys. And that's fine. None. I don't care. Like, I just wanted to spend time with the girls. But no backstory on Zach whatsoever. Like none. none. He's none. just brash. And like, there's one scene where he's in the hot tub with uh, Tina. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, he's almost like trying to like force himself upon her. Where she, mm-hmm. you know, he's trying to give her back rubs, and she's got, she wants nothing of it. And I'm right. like. He's kind of rapey, this Zach guy. <laughs> he's kind of rapey. You know what he I mean? Is. He is. He's a like, total douche. Yeah, he is a douche. Yeah. But I mean, I I thought he played the character well. He, he has nothing, literally nothing to go on uh, I'm, no. in the film, at least in the script that we saw. And yeah. so I think yeah. he does well with it. You know, I think he, he made me laugh uh, at a few times. And so. And it's funny because I kept remembering, I'm like, I know this guy from something. Yeah. And I yeah, have to look it up. I did and too. He, Where? Yeah. Kevin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Security guy. Okay. That's all business with the uh, with the, with the scientists. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I I, I was with you. I recognized him too. I couldn't place it. I just didn't end up looking. But, but yeah, you can tell that really nobody gives a shit about his character because even <laughs> he's on the front cover of the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and he's bald on the Blu-ray. His his green is really? hair isn't even showing. I'm like, wow. Zach's a pretty well-known character in the game. Like it's his island that they do all the volleyballing on. You know, mm. um, and they can't even get his portrayal properly on the cover of the Blu-ray. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. I. I loved that, like, 
this, the movie knows it is a video game adaptation film and it just goes whole hog with that. And I love that they have health bars during the fight. <laughs> I fucking loved that. I thought that was hilarious. It's those nanos. The first, that first, the very first fight where they're like, they're introducing the people and the announcer's like, you know, fight and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. She, that voice actress or whatever, that voiceover is lifted directly from the game. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. And they base the graphics off of it too. Okay. Very cool. Yes. I mean, those little those little nods. I wrote down at some point here. I was like, I just, I. How could you be a fan of DOA the, uh, the of the games and not enjoy this movie? It's oh, just, goodness. it's everything that makes up the games, including beach fucking volleyball. I think that must have been when I wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved the volleyball sequence. It was. I love the volleyball sequence because obviously there's just these gorgeous women playing volleyball in slow motion. And then inner, uh, like intercut with it is Hayabasu, Hayabusa. Hayabusa. Yeah. Going and, uh, trying to like break in and everything. And then he gets caught. It was in this, his fight sequence was fucking badass. Yeah. Uh, this scene, it, it's my top gun moment. Like you ladies can watch Goose and Maverick, you know, go against Iceman and Jester all you want. Is it Jester? I don't know. I, don't I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, th- this is my volleyball scene. So when people go, oh yeah, Top Gun, I'm like, no, 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 dead or alive, or DOA <laughs> dead or alive, DOA two points that are alive. That, that's my favorite <laughs> volleyball scene. <laughs> two oh. vertical dots that are alive. It's just colon. That's what it is. It's colon. I don't know why I'm uh, trying to make it so difficult. It's fine. I'd, I'd love to put a umlaut on it if I could. I don't know what that is. An umlaut? It's it's oh a, oh 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 okay I yeah I know what you're talking about oh, sorry I put an umlaut on it <laughs> <laughs> oh man so I was really hoping that as the fights continued because the women kept winning I was hoping at the very end we were only going to have like the four women or well three women and whatever three I guess and uh, that was going to be like the the last remaining people I was hoping all the fights would go through and all the guys would lose to get them out of there and then we just be with the women. But what I, what I found funny though is that like everybody's partying and I'm like, if I'm in a dead or life tournament for ten million dollars between right. fights, I'm not drinking. Yeah, I'm not gonna start drinking and hang out at the pool. I'm gonna you know just like train and rest. Mm-hmm. You know? I just find it funny that everybody's making this like almost like a vacation. Like no 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 no, any moment my bracelet might go off and I'm gonna fight you. Yeah, you know? I was so mad when Zach's like, "You want to ruin everyone's party," and she's like, "I know." All right, we'll fight later. I was like, "No, kick his ass now!" I know exactly. Yeah. He's probably having a bag right now. You right. just wrecked his vinyl record. Yeah, Finish exactly. He has nothing else to live for. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know that record was a first printing. Oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah, sorry. Here, sorry a bunch of luck. Break it into more pieces for you. Right. Vertical Colton, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. A scene I absolutely loved was uh, Kasumi's brother, like, res- like that flashback of him rescuing her, mm-hmm. um, with just, like, him showing up with, like, uh, the, the the way it was filmed, I thought was really cool, in the backgrounds that they were using, uh, the look- filming location, I guess I should say. Well, it's probably green screen, now that I find that out. But either way, <laughs> it looked fantastic. But the little pins... The use of those little pins I thought was fucking great, man. What a – just a cool scene. Great use of slow motion again and an awesome little weapon. 
Yeah, I thought it was okay. I, I still, oh, you know. God, get I, fucking out of here. No, but there's <laughs> just like, okay, he's, he's going to throw all these pins in the air and then he's going to be able to pick one as he's flying here and just like, boop, little, 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 little <laughs> pin kiss and then the guy's paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not my, not my bag. Yeah. You know? What did you say, Ash? I missed it. I'm sorry. They're acupuncture needles. Acupuncture needles. Yes. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's uh, that's supposed to help you get better, not make you paralyzed. Not right. in the world of DOA Dead or Alive. That depends on where you stick it. Yeah, see, it's based on fact. <laughs> I hate that very much. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, yeah, I get it. it just, it's just not my style. Yeah. I love that. So, like, Kasumi was, like, trying to – not trying to, but kind of – get high like hayabas fuck i can't say hayabusa at one point like she is literally advancing on him in her insanely sexy bikini Mm. like and then what's he do he's like oh i gotta go uh, inside which obviously it's because of the whole respect thing and blah 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 but still i mean come on come on hayabusa oh i I know hayabusa now can we talk about the best fight in the game uh in the game i love that we keep referring it to Uh, you're absolutely right though yes let's do it uh, the best fight, Christy. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my man! In the uh, oh. versus Christy in the rain. In the in fucking rain. I know. Oh boy! Again, a- I was just like, God bless this fucking movie. Not two beautiful women, and then you're gonna have it fucking rain. This is brilliant. That was a great fight. Yes, it was. Uh, it was so physics, good. Physics be damned. Visually, it was a great fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they did a good job with that one. Yeah, I, I like how you can count the droplets of rain on the screen and also the little tiny hairs on their shoulders. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that's that Blu-ray you bought. Uh, you know what? Worth every penny. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And I had to import this from uh, your United States of America. It cost <laughs> me 14 bucks and I have it. no regrets. Yep, no, absolutely. No, no regrets here. Love that. I was so dis- – I, I hated Max. I thought he was such a – and I'm going to use the word again, but such a douche. I did not like him. Um, and I was so disappointed that Christy was like f- going for him, that that was her guy. I was like, oh, man, come on, Christy. You can do better than that. Here I am. Yeah, but they're made for each other, though. You know, they're, they're suave and sophisticated. They are. You know, yeah. they're cat burglars. I loved Max's, um, like, his fight. I don't know who he was fighting, but uh, like the big Bayman. Russian guy, right? Oh, no, was he fighting Bayman with the two, uh, with the two shoes? Right? They're yes, in the, yes, in the yes. Group. He kicked yeah. the shoe at him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. Okay. I thought that was so funny because, like, obviously, this he's not a fighter, right? Like, that's what I was getting from him anyway, that he doesn't actually fight. He's just yeah. talks his way out of it. And because, uh, like, he gets through the first round because the other guy, like, dropped – he got sick or some shit. And then he gets Ooh. through this round through kicking a shoe at him's groin and then getting lucky. Like, it's just funny. So, the guy playing Bayman – Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Derek Boyer. Yeah. And he was on the remake of Gladiators as Thunder. Really? Okay, I got to look him up now. I got to yeah. look at his face because I used to watch MTV? that all the time. Yeah. No, so not the old version, but I guess they when they rebooted it for one oh, season. Oh, okay. I have not seen yeah. that then, I guess. He played Thunder. Oh, yeah. 2008. Yeah, I don't recognize him. I used to watch the original Gladiators. Oh, me, me too. Gladiators. Did they have Canadian Gladiators or was it just Gladiators? No, no, it was just gladiators. Okay, because it was American is, I, gladiators. I, I think it was American gladiators, but yeah. they had like fog up the American part. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe, maybe it's foggy gladiators. Oh man, I don't know. I'm like, these guys look funny, and you know, yeah, like, 
they're not drinking their moose cup. <laughs> I don't know how it must be steroids then. Oh man. I liked Leon because, man, that motherfucker, Silvio Smack, is built like a fucking tank, man. He was huge. He yeah. looked legitimately terrifying. Like, he could I, fuck had to, up. I had to look at when this actually was filmed mm-hmm. because the way he looked in this movie reminded me so much of, uh, of uh, Brian Cage. You guys, are you guys watching uh, any um, Lucha Underground at all? No. Okay, just, well, I, I guess, guess I just started that first episode. I never continued. Okay, oh, you should. But uh, I think episode 11, uh, it's where he debuts. Okay. Uh, I think it's just as Cage, but I think his name is Brian Cage. Oh. And he is a fucking machine. Well, they call him the machine. And what's funny, too, because I watched some of his wrestling uh, during the WrestleMania weekend, like on the High Spots Wrestling Network. Yeah. And the crowd sings the Terminator soundtrack as he comes out, like, dun, oh. dun, 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 which is awesome. That's it's so it's cool. fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, but he is built like, well, I think Cage is even bigger now, mm-hmm. but uh, Silvio Simak looked a lot like him in his role as Leon. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was him, but it's impossible. Oh. Like, 12 years ago. <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah, but I had to I had to really check because I'm like maybe it is him. How old is Cage? Right. But That's yeah, cool. yeah, it is cool. Mm. I loved the um the, the purple haired lady. I don't know her name. Ayan. What? Uh, Ayan. Okay. Ayan. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah. Ayani for you Americans. Yeah, Ayani. I loved Ayani. Up in Canada, we call her Ayan. But what I loved about it was that, like, the way she appeared out of nowhere, like the, the, when she came out of the mirror. I thought that was awesome. I really liked that that like reveal. I guess because you see half her face and then she, the rest of her appeared. I thought it was really cool. And that broken mirror CGI looked really, really good. <laughs> okay, yeah, I it will did. Mark on that CGI, it looked like shit. Oh my. Thank you. What? What? It, it, I, I, it, it looked so good. I legitimately didn't even know it was CGI until you just said that. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. Uh, see, I was watching on the DVD, so it was kind of like, uh, yeah, they they didn't do a very good job with that. It didn't. It didn't oh look God. good on my screen. So. Yeah. Sorry. It looked like so fake, dude. dude. On my 4K TV. It looked fantastic. Oh, I would love a 4K version of this movie. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be amazing. Oh, my God. Yes, I can see please. the pores of pores. <laughs> right. And that's what gets me going is pores of pores. <laughs> that just needs to happen. Just a little about me in my life. Uh, yeah. Give me the pore squared feature, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, The – Oh yeah, the Leon and Kasumi fight I thought was really good. Just it was so different than the other fights because they're going through like the uh, like apartments or the rooms or whatever. And I yeah. thought that was really fun to watch. Just everything get destroyed. Now, was there was there in the game um, physical destruction of these of like the the rounds or of the of the settings? In the later games, you can throw people into shit and break it. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and it, actually, in DOA two was too, but DOA two mm. was not necessarily like one of the levels had explosives in the walls. So if you threw someone against the wall, they'd explode. Um, okay. Um, but you could also most of the levels were like multi tiered. So like if you threw that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, if you threw someone through a railing, they drop down to the next level and take a lot of damage, and then you drop down after them. So yeah, did, that's did what I was wondering. Originate that. Do what? Did they originate? Did they originate that? Was it dead or uh, alive that originated that? I don't know. Maybe. I honestly, I don't know. Yeah, because you had something similar in Mortal Kombat Two with the with the pit, 
Mm-hmm. But it seems most games now have that. Like the Injustice mm-hmm. has that a lot, and uh, which new one comes out very soon, I believe. Yeah, Injustice is, too. Isn't yeah. it out already? Is it out already? I th- no, I, I don't. I saw, think I saw so. you could buy it on the PlayStation Store, uh, but I I was waiting for it anyway. I'm not picking it up right away. Yeah, um, I bought the original for like eight bucks when the PS4 came out. So yeah, I think I got gonna it. Drop me, yeah, it's going to drop in price pretty quickly. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, there's. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, if people are May looking 16th. to pick up Alien Isolation on the PS4, it is fifteen dollars for the collector's edition right now. Through yeah. The- Oh, man. I paid full price for that like three years ago. <laughs> so I played it yet. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I've had it since I've had my PS4, I think. Or maybe not because I think it came out after the PS4 was released, but whatever. I've had it for yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Injustice 2 comes out uh, May 16th, by the way. Oh, so. so next week. Yeah. Um, but I was wondering because they ta- they basically make mention of the fact that like you can throw people off areas with um what's his name's death the brothers uh kasumi's brother's death he's yeah. like thrown off and so I, so I was curious if that was something that was actually in the games or not so it's good to know it is um kevin nash's response to seeing um his his daughter in bed with christy fucking hysterical man i love that scene and then it happens again a couple minutes later he's like does does uh christy know about this <laughs> when yeah. she's with kasumi oh it's so good oh so funny he is. He is so funny. But you know, you, know, real, you know real life Kevin Nash would be like, yeah, I'm just going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely right. Um, I Because he was in this, you know what I want to see? He is in – oh, you know what, Ash? Maybe you watch this. He is in an in Asylum Mockbuster. Ugh. And he is in – hang on. I'm going to find it here. Which one is it? Oh, Almighty Thor. He plays Odin. Ash, did you watch that one? No, I haven't. I haven't watched Avengers okay. yet either, so that's all. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. You, I think you watched like Atticus or Atta something. I don't know. Shit movie. I'm missing up it. I don't know. Speaking of, oh, I, I, I take that back. We love all of our asylum films here at Cine yes podcast. Thank you, fucker. Oh, I don't. I, 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 I won't even. No, I don't. <laughs> well, you suck. So that's not surprising. But anyway, speaking of the asylum, they do have an alien mockbuster coming out that I want to see so fucking badly. Oh, goody. I know. It's fucking going to be awesome. But anyway, well, yes, no, I would love to see him in that. If you said it was the exact opposite of awesome, I would have to agree with you. But, <laughs> you know. oh, I'm going to watch the hell out of that one. I'm sure you will. Yep. I'd like to pause the podcast right now so I can jerk off to that thought. <laughs> and that's okay with you guys. Absolutely so, fine by I'm me. So, I'm so excited by that announcement. Yeah. See, b- before before Mark's time here at the uh, the Cinefessions podcast, in every April, we used to dedicate two films from the Asylum. And we had quite a, I think, three solid good years of dedicating the month of April to the Asylum. And uh, I unfortunately, I, I can't bring it back. Call them good years well that's up to uh interpretation i guess but there were there are some gems in their library and we found a few of them when we did a, the podcast on them but yeah i don't get, i got some friends that love the asylum films and yeah. i don't see the the appeal mm-hmm. most so, of them are shit but there are some that i really enjoy there's so much good stuff to watch i'm like why waste your time but hey to each their own yeah absolutely right um, I, I loved, so not to end, well, yes, to end that topic and move on to the DOA again. As a pro wrestling fan, I loved that Tina's goal, like her whole 
purpose for being was to prove that she's not a fake wrestler. <laughs> I love that about her. Or what I also liked is that, you know, she takes her dad's call on the boat before they get raided by the pirates. Yes. And she's like, come on, why don't you come back, take the flight back so we can go in the tag team tournament in Des Moines, Iowa. Like, some <laughs> stupid thing. I'm like, oh, it's no. so good. Because yes, that would be, <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. We're wrestling well. Yeah. A tag team in Des Moines or right. Tennessee or. Exactly. You know, oh, that made me laugh. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I, and again, you're not going to like it, Mark, but I like the use of bamboo when uh, Kasumi was fighting. Oh, that was fantastic. Ayumi. Thank you, Ash. Now, Mark, go ahead and tell us how bad it was. No, I did like that final oh. sequence where okay. she's, uh, Kasumi, oh, bless me, um, <laughs> hits, uh, breaks the bamboo and then uses yeah. the bamboo to trap the arm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, but that was the only thing I enjoyed. Yeah, and that's the point where I wrote down that this is very reminiscent of, of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Dragon. but I put that, I loved that about it. So, I probably drew a heart beside it too. If I was, uh, if I had the capability, I would have, yes, but I didn't. You, you colored it. So <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> oh, man. I, lo- I, I wrote, once I saw Weatherby get out of the lab, I was very happy, and I just couldn't wait to see what his game would bring him. And he actually made progress. I was very impressed. I loved that. With uh, with uh, Helena or Helena, what, however the fuck they say your name. It's Helena. 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 But yeah. Helena. <laughs> oh man! So, what did you think of the um, the the fight between uh, Tina and Zach? That's who fought, right? Yeah, Tina and Zach. Yeah. It, was, it was okay. You know, it was like any other fight. They broke some some barriers and whatnot. They each got some good kicks in. Mm-hmm. Um, after a while, once you realize what kind of style they're fighting in, where it's really, you know, um, this uh, to me, it was a little disjointed and just, you know, over the top. It, then you can really love honest, it. Well, yeah, it, it kind of uh, – I kind of zoned out on some of the fights because, like, what? I love – no, but I love fights like in Unk Bak or in The Raid, you know, where it's it's fast paced and it, it's reality based. And, you know, when somebody's punching someone, you see damage like these guys are fighting in this fighting tournament. Did anybody get bruised or was there a busted lip or anything? <laughs> no, but no, but seriously, though, fucking you know, reality like, here. It, it, but it kind of takes me out of it a bit. I'm like, yeah, now they're doing some flippy shit. It's like, OK, whatever. You know, one of them eventually. It's going to tap out to what? I don't know, you know, because everything looks almost the same. Um, yeah, I prefer, I, I kind of zoned out a bit. You know, I'm just looking at the pretty colors, but I'm not really paying attention to the moves per se. Hmm. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Because I'm too busy jacking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry you had that reaction, but I, I don't know. I just, I enjoyed, uh, definitely enjoyed the fights. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're definitely right about the fact that like there's no, uh, kind of damage done really to the other uh to the fighters but yeah whatever yeah, apart from some clothing being ripped right. there's no damage whatsoever yeah you know so i don't know just uh, to me like if i'm seeing somebody fight i, I want to see i want to see a bit of bit of carnage maybe mm-hmm. it's just the violence in me that uh you know from what i've seen in other films but if you're still gonna be pretty after the fact but you just like pass out from a slam okay <laughs> whatever I don't know. I just, I just, I need more. I just, I just need more. 
Oh, yeah, fair Give enough. Me more. Give me yeah. more. I th- so I think what's fascinating about this is that as it's going on, I feel like any intelligent or not intelligent person would think that the main arc of this film is going to have to deal with this this subplot of sorts of Max and Christy trying to get this money, right? Yeah. And then out of nowhere, like halfway through the second act, a whole new story develops. And then that's where the rest of the film takes us. And it's just completely out of nowhere. But regardless, it, I was I was it, I, I was sold hook, line, and sinker at that point. I was just going for the ride, and so I didn't. It wasn't a negative, uh, really, for it. But it's just interesting how you think it's going one way, and then all of a sudden, blindsided out of nowhere with um, what's his Eric Roberts character, right? Yeah, Donovan, yeah. Um, just throwing this whole new thing out there, and Weatherby revealing, uh, you know that. Um, Helena's father was killed basically because he didn't like the way that Donovan was going and blah 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 you know Um, it's very interesting I thought it was fascinating yeah I don't know I just yeah whatever did did you find Eric Roberts like good in this movie like do you you, you find Eric Roberts uh, as a good actor to begin with I'm not a huge Eric Roberts fan by any stretch, no. No. I, mean, I, I like him in small doses. I think this was small enough and he didn't open his mouth enough to, to really impact it. But I don't know. He didn't seem imposing or threatening. He seemed like he was there to pick up a paycheck. Pretty much. You know what bugged me the most? It was it was his hair. <laughs> I hated his haircut. Maybe I, maybe I was just jealous because I can't get hair like that. You know, flowing and... I know I am. Boxy and, you know, my, mine just starts curling up and it just looks like I've got, like, you know, bush hair. Mm-hmm. But, no, he's got that flowing, like, feathery like, look. Like the president bush or the band bush? Uh, more like or the shrub. That? It's a shrub. Okay. Oh, okay. N- not, not, not pubic. I was, that's where I went. But I, I, oh, I'm well aware where you're going. I'm well aware where your street oh, is. Man. You're such a cul-de-sac. Oh, man. See, my problem with it, he's he's forgettable, and I feel like he's forgettable in almost everything he's in. But if my guy, I'm going through his IMDb right now, and he is in an insane amount of movies. He has like a, like two dozen that are just in post-production or uh, somewhere along there, like completed, announced, post-production filming. Like, insane to me. But anyway. The only thing I remember him being really good in, and it's because I saw when I was young and it was nudity, was Star 80. I've never even played. heard of it. Oh, uh, it's it's a true life uh, film on the death of a Playboy playmate. I forget her name right now, oh. uh, but he plays the overbearing boyfriend, where he gets jealous of her fame and uh, and uh, you know abuses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like that's now it's from 1980, I believe. Wow, and that's the only thing off the top of my head without looking at his IMDb that I remember him being good in. I'm sure he has, but I just can't right. think of anything that's as memorable as that role back in like 1980 yeah. or 80, 81. I got to check now. But uh, yeah, um, I, I can't think of anything. I'm wondering, was he in, I for some reason, I was thinking he was in um, Camp Dread. And he was, yeah. I remember him from Camp Dread. He has a, a cameo in Camp Dread with uh, Danielle Harris. I even know what or, that is. I guess it's more than a cameo. He's kind of like the main, the main guy in there. And I thought he was good there. I guess. But uh, Star eighty in nineteen eighty three. Eighty three. Okay. Yeah, and it's Three about um, Dorothy Stratton. 
She was the uh, Playboy Playmate of the Year from 1980. Oh, okay. Yeah, really good. It's got um, it's got um, Meryl Hemingway as the uh, lead actress, so you do see her naked a lot. Um, but it's it's actually a very good film, and uh, hmm. yeah, I don't know why, but he's oh, he's got this must. He reminds me a lot of of um, the lead singer of Queen. Shit, I'm running uh, a blank right now. Uh, uh, Freddie Mercury. He's, oh, he's got that Freddie Mercury mustache. So he could totally play a, a young Freddie Mercury back in the day. Not now, but uh, I can't believe that the Star Eighty was directed by Bob Fucking Fosse. That blows my mind. Yeah, it's. I remember it being a really good film. That's so really, weird. Really, really I mean, Fosse is like a. He's a choreographer, like a yeah. one of the best ever. Like I didn't know he. Uh, okay, yeah. interesting. Eric Roberts, right now, actor, four hundred fifty-four credits. Yeah, mind Jesus blowing. Christ. Mind blowing. He, he was just well. Maybe he's got some debt after doing the whole Dr. Uh, uh, Doctor Drew uh, celebrity rehab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to marijuana. O- okay. <laughs> what was that? I've never seen that show, but that's interesting. Uh, hmm. Yeah, whatever. Crazy. Right. Yeah. So um, what else do we have here? I really enjoyed um, Weatherby and Hel- uh, Helena's time Helena. together, them as a couple. I like. I thought they were cute, and I was like, "Oh, they they work together for me." Well, she's weird as well, right? Yeah. You know, like he goes to get her a drink, he looks back, she's gone. He's like, "I'm over here, silly." I'm like, "How right. is he supposed to fucking know he's getting you a drink?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> so she, she's a little quirky as well. So they do work well together, right? I thought it was hilarious. So once, so obviously Donovan puts on these glasses, and then you know we get that whole thing, and then so high tech. Yeah, he walks over to, um. The Kasumi's uh, brother, and we get like five flashbacks and his name said, so that we realized that it was his brother. I thought that was just hilarious that the director thought we needed that much to to make that connection, to make that leap with them. And but, I also think it's funny. He's like, you know what makes you know what sells Eric Roberts as the villain in this? He cut the dude's hair. The dude had great fucking hair in the flashbacks. And there's really oh. shitty buzz cut in the future. Oh, <laughs> the brother, yeah. <laughs> only one good hair, I guess. I don't right. know. Um, I, I just think it's funny. It's like, I've been waiting a year for this, mm-hmm. and I've kept him in fighting shape. I know. But of course, he's also being like, you know, he's he's also, you know, tied by his hands and wrists right now. So you're going to start fighting him? Let him get some blood going back in his limbs. <laughs> right. uh, I did yeah. love that uh, that that they do sunglasses that basically turn Eric Roberts into shitty ninja cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I thought it was crazy. I thought these special glasses were going to do so much, but they don't have any. They don't give him any special strength or anything like that. They're simply a fight predictor. That's yeah. what they are. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's like I, I, can, I can see by the uh, recordings we've done, they're probably going to go to a kick next. So you want to block that kick. Right. So yep. It doesn't enhance his skill. It just predicts what they might be doing. Exactly. Which is so weird to me, but whatever. I was I was taking the ride. And then they they continue, even though we're getting toward the end when this whole new plot has been introduced, um, and, but they still have to get the money from the safe for whatever reason. So Max goes tries to get the money, does, and then drops it like 60, maybe maybe in film time, like um, 120 seconds later, maybe. And so <laughs> the whole point of this fucking subplot with the money was almost pointless because we already knew there was money on the island because somebody's winning $10 million. 
Uh, I mean, what what did it matter? It really didn't. Yeah. But. Yeah, if uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, they're trying, the thing is, they're, tr- they're trying to uh, get all the, the plot points at the end. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, Max for the cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, they're really greedy because they could have gone for the 10 mil, but no, they wanted to go for the 100 mil or whatever right. they had, uh, you know, in the Buddha head. Yeah. Um, and then you got the whole brother thing that's back. We still have the Ayan versus uh, Kasumi. And then, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. girl power. Right. Yeah. I love the line. Um, I forget who says it, but she, um, I forget who says it, I guess, but she says, what a shame you didn't download my moves. I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking cheeky. It knows it's a video game movie and it, it it's just gone with it. And I love that about it. I believe that was Helena. Wasn't it Helena? No, no. That w- yeah. That no, was yeah, Helena. you're right. Yep. Because she was the one that wasn't tied up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the, um, like the foot punch through the bid- bridge by Kasumi's brother. As uh, Eric Robert uh, Donovan's trying to like run away, he just jumps up and punches his foot through, and that like stops him in his tracks. It's like, yes, get him. Use these ridiculous physics that Mark hates and get his ass. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say hate. I'm just like a stream dislike. Huge difference. <laughs> huge, huge difference. I loved the the like one of the final shots of them uh, like jumping off the building, basically literally flying off the building as as the uh, like as the whole thing the structure explodes behind them. It just looks so badass, and of course in slow motion as it had as it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, that mm-hmm. that looked green screen to me, but it wasn't as bad as the mirror. Not even close as bad. As I need to watch this again because I did not see this green screen shit y'all are talking about at all. Well, that's okay. If you don't see it, then don't yeah. look for it. Because once you see it, you can not see it. You it's can't like see it. Oh. Yeah. But you know what? We kind of had the same discussion when we were talking about uh, which one was it. It was one of the Resident Evil movies. I think the second to last one. Mark, you were pointing out all the green screen shit. And I was just like, oh, no, this is fucking cool. But I don't remember exactly what, but... So I just oh, my th- thought on that is that you probably even watched the movie. Just, <laughs> you fucking reading, caught me. Reading uh, a novelization of it, I'm like, yeah. I, don't even, I don't even have a projector. In I don't my know head, doing this. in my head, it looks fucking badass. So I, I want to do a book club, and I got a podcast. <laughs> oh man, I, I like the little tie-in from the beginning of the movie with the pirates that come back, and they just see Tina, and their reaction was so perfect. Did you recognize the lead pirate in that uh, in the yes, boat? At least, well, Ash, did you? Yeah. Exactly, Ash would have noticed, but I don't know if you. It was did. who? I don't know if it was in the book. It was uh, Robin <laughs> Shaw, who plays Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat movies. Oh, I've never seen those. Okay, so that's why I didn't know what, what? you were about. You, you never seen the Mortal Kombat movies? No, I've seen parts of them when I was Sorry. younger on VHS, but I don't remember I'm them. Too much coffee. What? Have you not seen <laughs> the no, get, get that get that pitch up, damn it. What? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Sounds oh, like me. Should, the first one is so good, the second one is so bad. The second one is like the asylum version of the first one. Hey, you, this you specifically said cuz I threw that one out and you specifically said I would rather do DOA than Mortal Kombat. So here we are. Yes, just because you know not very many people talk about DOA exactly. at the points. Uh, dead or alive? Yeah, uh, I, I just think Mortal, but not knowing that you had never seen it at, at all, that kind of blows me away. Yeah, no, never did. Oh, I want to cradle you again, in my arms. Yeah, thank you. And I'm sure it feels good. Together. Oh, dude, I've been working out really good. Like my, <laughs> my arms are jacked right now. I was like, oh, oh I was yeah. like sleeping on bedrock. It's so hard. 
That's fantastic. Good for you. Yeah. Excellent. So any other um, thoughts on DOA? Dead or alive, are we ready to uh, wrap her up? Oh, we can, uh, yeah, we can put a condom on it now, I guess. Okay, good. Good. Always <laughs> better to be safe than sorry. No There's DOA a- babies. So, Ash, <laughs> what, what are your final thoughts in your star rating for DOA colon Dead or Alive? For for a video game film, it's actually pretty good. It actually manages to have a better overall plot than the second entry in the Dead or Alive series, which is, you know, in the, in the video game franchise anyway. Um, it's a fun, you know, fighting flick. Uh, it's got some great moments to it. The actors, all the actors look like they're having a blast for the most part. You know, they're not mm-hmm. taking it too seriously. They know what they're involved with. Um, and it, and it looks like it has a much bigger budget than it did. Um, it was fun revisiting it. I don't know that I'm going to revisit it again anytime soon, but you know, it was fun. Um, I give it a two and a half out of four. Ash is giving it two and a half out of four. Perfect. And what about you, Mark? Um, I wish there was a bit more in this movie. Now, it's under the Dimension Extreme label. Yeah. Which is the same label that has um, like Inside, which mm-hmm. to me, very graphic, very gory. Um, and, and this is a PG-13 movie. That That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So I guess they had to fill a hole somewhere and they had uh, Dimension Extreme uh, release this. Um, I'm bummed out by that because this film, to be released by them, should have been an R film. And this film is begging for nudity. I would have loved to see some nudity. Um, the only nudity you really see is a brief moment where uh, Zach jumps out of the hot tub. Um <laughs> But you don't really oh, yeah. see anything, right? right. When, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not the new idea I want to see. Come on. Well, it's it's not my preference, you know, exactly. but I'm not I'm not gonna judge. Um no. but you know, if if there were you know, you got the rib clothes, you got the game based like the game is known for their for their breast physics. Mm-hmm. Um I'm kind of bummed there was no nudity in this movie. Now it didn't need a lot of it, but just even at the beginning, when um uh, when uh, what's her name? Uh, when Christy, Christy. is uh, like she's fighting with a towel for a moment, and you mm-hmm. see side boob. Awesome. Um, do you even see her butt though? I don't even think you no. see her butt. No. Um, see, that, to me, like she's she's like an assassin, jewel thief, like Catwoman. I, I would have enjoyed some nudity. You know, nothing extreme, obviously. Like I, I don't need to see full, you know, like full frontal anything. But this would have been fun if this was rated R. I would have think I've, I would have liked it more as an arted film with a bit more. You know, keep keep the fighting, keep the physics. Just add some boobage. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know, Zach he has his. You know, he jumps out. Yes, he is dick. Whatever. I don't care about male nudity. Um, if there's female nudity, like who gives a shit? You know. Um, but yeah, so I think that's my only dig to the film. Like it could have been, especially from Dimension Extreme, it could have been an R film. I don't want a hard R. Like I'm not looking for porn on this, which I'm sure there is. Let me hold on. Let me. Check. Oh God, we're going back to I'm fucking kidding, porn. I'm kidding. Hub. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I think that's something that could have been done, especially if it got such a shitty release, like in the theaters, where it made a fraction of its budget. 
put put some put some uh, put a little jam on that bread. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> apart from that, I enjoyed it. Like I think it's it's a beautiful film. You know, the few faults aside, um, it's fun. Um, it's not gonna it's not gonna be in anybody's top ten, but it won't be in the bottom ten either. So I give this two and two and a half out of uh, four as well. Fantastic. All right. So yeah, my, my thoughts are, are similar to yours. I even mentioned the R thing at, at one point um, as well. So, um, but Corey Yen, you magnificent bastard. How the hell has this movie not gotten more love over the years? And how in the hell is this the last film that he's directed? That's That blew my mind when I found that out. It is mm-hmm. ridiculously entertaining. It's filled with fun fight sequences, beautiful women kicking ass, and some surprisingly great cinematography. It hits on everything that anyone who enjoys the game would enjoy, and it cranks it up to 11. This is one of the more fun action films I've seen in quite a while, and it has instantly jumped toward the top of my video, adap- video game adaptation list. It's senseless. It just forgets about uh, the majority of the characters once the third act hits, and the story comes out of nowhere really in the second act but i don't even give a shit because damn this is just fun to watch it's also incredibly ambitious for a lower budget film using things we would normally see in movies like hero or crouching tiger hidden dragging and sticking them in a video game movie adaptation i mean it's ridiculous anyone with a passing interest in in the video games or who loves brainless action films absolutely should check out doa i absolutely loved it and and really wish we got to see the series continue on i definitely see myself watching this one over and over in the years to come it's just a really good time the only thing that would have made this movie better is basically exactly what mark was saying i would have loved to see this as an r rating so they could have gone full force with the sexuality and picked on uh picking on another point that that mark uh talked about made it bloodier made it more brutal um but even with that said, DOA is one of the sexier PG-13 films I've ever seen. So keeping in mind that all of our review, <laughs> review scores are relative, I'm giving DOA Dead or Alive three and a half out of four stars. <laughs> oh, you know what? When I wrote this yesterday, it gave, I gave it four stars. I, th- I slept on it and I thought about it at work and you're like, you know what? Three and a half is right. So I'm, I'm going three and a half. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Everything's relative, my man. Everything's you relative. That. You got that right. So excellent. I'm, 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 thank you, Mark, for, for suggesting that. I really enjoyed it, obviously. It's, uh, it's just a fun movie, and I think a lot of people will enjoy it, and I feel like a lot of people don't know about it because I haven't heard people talk about it. So definitely, definitely worth checking out. To be honest, when I torrented the film, mm-hmm. um, I heard about it by going through the torrent list. Like I even yeah. this existed. To be honest <laughs> with you, so yeah. so yeah, it was it was a nice discovery. Yeah, definitely. So uh, yes, thank you for that pick, Mark. You're welcome. All right. So now that that's the dust has settled on that, let's move over to round twenty-eight of the besting the backlog challenge, where we try to conquer our personal backlogs one week at a time. So as a reminder for this feature, each of us takes a look at the other's unwatched pile, be it their home video collections or one of their streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Instant Video, or Vudu, and pick one film the other hasn't seen yet and challenge them to watch that film before the next podcast, where they then give a quick review of that film. So to recap, Mark, uh, we, we chose for ourselves this week because we had a, an issue with our with our lists. So Mark, yeah. you were watching, or you did watch rather, Crank 2, High Voltage from 2009. Mm-hmm. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy from 2014. And Ash watched Ravenous 
Ravenous, I sound like a jackass, from <laughs> 1990. Oh, I, uh, I just gave uh. DOA 3.5, and now I'm saying Ravenous. I just sound like a jackass. Anyway. I'm from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Ash, how was, say it. Ravenous? How was Ravenous? Um, kind of made me hungry, actually. <laughs> uh, it's a cannibal film, right? Yes. I get, yes do I get the joke? Actually, okay. More, yeah, actually, it, it was great because I uh, I decided to watch that while my wife was eating dinner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, but uh, it's okay. Um, oh, okay. I, I remember hearing way back when that there were problems during filming um, and that the producers basically got all involved. There are a bunch of reshoots, blah, 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 blah. Um, it seems mostly cohesive. It just, it, it has a really great, just bam, first act. Um, and then the second act just hits the brakes and is like getting into a train wreck and then just kind of holds there. Until we get into the third act, which is really freaking lightning quick. Um, it, the pacing just seems weird. Um, okay. The the acting isn't bad. Guy Pierce is pretty good in it. Um, the one that absolutely steals the show, and he does that in everything he's in. Um, oh, I wanted to say his name is Bigby. But yeah, no, he plays Bigby. It's Robert <laughs> Carlyle. Bigby, yeah, Bigby. Uh, but yeah, Robert Carlyle is... Uh, freaking awesome in that um they a lot of the other actors that are in it that are kind of big names are kind of wasted um a couple of them literally because they're drunk uh, the 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 character <laughs> toasted throughout their entire portion of their time on screen um the one that surprised me though um that he was actually really good in it um not that he was really good in it but I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect his character to have a lot to go with. Um, was uh, I'm gonna butcher his name here? Uh, was Jeffrey Jones, uh, who uh, he was the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was also in Sleepy Hollow. He was. Um, he was in Howard the Duck, the scientist in Howard the Duck. But, uh, in Ravenous, he plays like the leader of this kind of outpost out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and he he does the he plays the part really well. I'm not going to spoil it, uh, but yeah, it, it, he was interesting. Um, but uh, I mean, it, it's got some good moments. Um, but overall, and and I was surprised that for being a movie about cannibalism, how not quite gross it was. Uh, I, the, the, I think the, probably the most graphic part was, um, uh, when they find some bodies and they've already been eaten down to skeletons. So it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, um, but I mean, it, it, it plays a little bit into the, um, the Wendigo myth too, as well. So, um, but it, it was worth a watch, I think. Um, I probably would have actually enjoyed this more when it first came out back in, what was it? 99. I yeah. Think. Um it's just I don't know. Or I 90, of, yeah, 1990. No, it's, no, it's 99. Yeah, it was 99. Oh, 99. Okay, that's my my fault. A typo. Typo, yeah. excuse me. Excuse no, me. No worries. Fixed. Um but I think it's 99. Yeah, 99. Thank you. We know I made a mistake. Move on. Move on. Oh, it's it's a, a, bitch again. It's, it's 99. <laughs> 99. <laughs> Revenus. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, fuck everyone. All right. It's about a bird, right? <laughs> I think I, I, think I, I probably oh. a bit more into it because uh, there are so many faces in this that I recognize that are like, oh, he's a great actor. And they just completely didn't use him well at all. Okay. Um, hmm. Into that type of thing. Um, I think it was worth a look. I, I don't think I'll be going back to it anytime soon just because mm-hmm. it. it it was good, but it wasn't like eh. I've actually seen other things that handled the Wendigo myth better than that um, by quite a bit. And they only run like half an hour. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, there's an episode of Fear Itself, which I highly recommend that episode because it's fucking awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're uh, but uh, Ravenous, I give like eh, I give two out of four. OK, very good. Excellent. And it's interesting. I was looking up. I typed in like Ravenous on uh, IMDb and another movie popped up. And I'm just curious because this is such a weird movie, but I'm wondering if either of you have seen it. Have you seen the film Burning Bright? It is you, – you'd know if you saw it because it's about um, this like woman who gets trapped in the house during a hurricane and there is a la tiger in the house with them trying to no. kill them. No, I've not seen that one. It sounds okay. awesome though. It, it, I, it's like such a weird premise, but shockingly good. I absolutely a, loved it. A thriller centered on a young woman and her autistic little brother yes. who are trapped in a house with a ray of <laughs> ravenous ah, tiger. fuck you. Yeah, there's karma. You know what? Because you said it last. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why when I typed in ravenous that this came up then because it has ravenous in the uh, description. But yeah, check it out if you haven't seen it. Very, very good movie. I watched it like we were having a storm. I was actually at my parents' house, uh, like stuck there. And we were <laughs> I ended up watching that. It was random as fuck, but it was very good. Anyway, Mark. Yes. How the hell was Crank 2? High voltage. Talk about that a little bit. Holy shit. It was fantastic. Oh, good. I remembered watching the first one and I thought it wasn't that great. Hmm. Um, so I bought two because, well, I got one right? on DVD and I, two was for cheap. So I'm like, I'll get two just to have the set. Eh, whatever. That's just me and my OCD-ness. Right. Um, so I posted on uh, Facebook that I was going to watch it. And uh, my friend Mark said it's a modern day exploitation masterpiece. Oh, having that frame of mind watching the film, it it's a perfect description of it. Hmm. It is fucking fantastic. So it pretty much starts where the last one ends, where he falls from a plane and uh, bounces off the concrete, or bounces off a car onto the concrete. Um, in this one, instead of keeping his heart going with, uh, with, with jolts, is that this Chinese gang stole his heart. He's got like a, like a, a, a fake heart that's supposed to just keep him alive until the next transplant comes in. So now he's got to keep his, uh, I guess the defib, ba- or I guess the battery of the heart charged, uh, so that, uh, he can keep going and attack these guys, right? Um, I remember so- seeing trailers for this back when it was new. And thought it it's, looked crazy and awesome, but it, I never watched any of them. It is crazy and awesome. At least I'm gonna have to go back and watch Crank, uh, the original. Yeah. Whenever I get the chance, you know, next year. Right. Um, <laughs> but Crank Two is fucking crazy. Plus, on Blu-ray, it is so beautiful. And I have a crush on Amy Smart. Oh my god, I used to love her. Yeah, she's also in Road uh, Road Trip. I yep. think you see her naked Road Trip. Oh my god, she looks fantastic mm. in this. She plays a stripper. 
Oh, nice. Part of the movie, she's topless with like just like electrical tape over the nipples. Mm. Um, oh, she looks so, she looks so good. This movie is so ridiculous. I'm I'm trying to think of everything. I should have written notes down. But <laughs> I was so happy watching this. If this was a 70s exploitation film, you'd be like, wow, that was a fucking awesome film back in those days. They don't make movies like this anymore. Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies. Oh, wow. Like it is so over the top. The action it is nonstop. Um, Bay Ling plays a cracked out prostitute that has a hard-on for Chev Chilius, which is uh, Jason Statham. Um, you've got a leather black gang that helps him out. You've got a character by the name of uh, Venus, which is Efren Ramirez, who you would know from um, Napoleon Dynamite. I guess he plays a brother of a character from a uh, from the previous movie, which I don't remember. But he's hilarious, and he's got full body Tourette's. So he goes <laughs> like cover him and then just start shaking it's dumb right Mm -hmm. um dwight yoakam is back as doc miles um you've got you've got cameos uh clifton collins jr he plays el haran he is the big bad of the movie i suppose and he is totally um he he he, he's totally um 70s latino exploitation drug kingpin you okay. Know, the mustache, the sunglasses, badass, awesome. Um, fucking Jerry Hallowell as uh, Ginger Spice has a small cameo in it. Corey Haim is in this movie. Oh uh, man, which kind of freaked me out a bit. I'm like, ah, he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Haim's in it as the, I guess I wouldn't say pimp, but I guess he's the manager of Amy Smart's Eve character, who's a ripper now. That's why she's topless for part of the part of the film. And there's a sequence. <laughs> this is this is so fucking dumb, but so fucking funny. So, uh, Chip Chilios needs a body charge, and I'm, I don't know who tells him this. I think it's a doctor, but even like you know, a hand like rubbing your 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 fingers on someone else's skin creates an electric charge. So he's at this racetrack, and he's starting rubbing himself against other people. <laughs> so he's he's rubbing himself against this old woman like with a walker. It's it's beyond stupid. That's awesome. Eventually, him and Eve, they fall onto the racetrack and they start having, well, she starts, um, oh, what's the term? Uh, dry humping him to, to cause an electric charge oh, wow. while there's a fucking race happening. So <laughs> horses are running past them and jumping over them. Oh Eventually, they just have sex in front of everybody <laughs> on the racetrack. It is so over the top. That's it's so recommended. Awesome. Dude, it's fucking great. If ever we decide to do like a full episode on this, mm-hmm. I'd be more than happy to rewatch the series. Yeah. Well, there's only two so far. Um, I don't know if there'll be a third one or not because it's been almost a decade now. I think this came out in 09. So this movie's eight years old. Um, it doesn't look eight years old. It looks, it's great. Uh, I can't say enough good stuff about it. I'm not giving it full marks just because I don't know if it deserves full marks, but this, uh, a strong, if I could do point two fives, this would be a three point uh, seven five. But I'm gonna give it three and a half out of four. Perfect. Like, it's it's fucking awesome. Good. Loved it. Loved it. It's funny you were saying that because I was thinking. I thought maybe this. I thought this one did have a third one that just recently came out. But I'm think I was thinking of the other Jason Statham led Transporter series that just had a third one that or, or oh, had a fourth no, one. Fourth one. Had, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, but he's not in the fourth one. It's a different actor. Right. Yep. You're absolutely right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad you liked it though. Yeah, funny enough, though, um, his Transporter series was actually directed by our buddy that just did DOA. 
if I look uh, correctly here, transporter two, transporter one, um, transporter directed by Corey Yen. Oh, that's and awesome. Louis Litterer, yeah. yeah so, I see uh, that. Very cool. See how it comes full circle. You're you're good at that. You are Thank good you. at that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Very good. So I watched um, Guardians of the Galaxy, like we said. So as someone who loves the vast majority of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films and how really just superhero films in general, I really have no excuse why I didn't see this one in theaters. Um, it got tons of praise. It's often cited as people's favorite in the MCU. Um, so I ended up buying the Steelbook release the day it came out at Best Buy and I actually bought the soundtrack on vinyl. Back when I first started collecting records, um, back in like November or whenever that was. Um, but I've waited to listen to it yet because I wanted to watch the movie first. And um, I'll just say that I'm ecstatic that in my foresight, I decided to buy the album because if I didn't already own it, I definitely want to after seeing the film. Um, so this uh, this movie's about it's the most general thing here uh, our summary it's about a, a group of outcasts really that band together with a similar goal uh in mind of trying to save a planet from being destroyed by thanos and ronan i mean that's as basic as the plot gets but i'll just leave it there because most everyone's going to know what this movie's about already anyway so yeah um but <laughs> guardians of the galaxy is a hell of a lot of fun there are some incredibly strong aspects that stand out immediately. Um, and the first is the aforementioned soundtrack. It uses a lot of like the like classic rock songs that I just happen to love in the movie. And I'm always a sucker for good use of licensed music in a film. I think I've mentioned that a hundred times when we were watching the Rob Zombie uh, films. So, but this one does just a great job of amplifying certain situations with the songs that were uh, chosen, which are songs that are basically universally loved. So I love that about it. Um, the other aspect that I really, I, I just adored um, about Guardians is something that I think that it does better than most of the other films in the MCU. And that is, and frankly, in the DCU too, for that matter, but that's create a memorable kick-ass villain. It's the first time we really get to see Thanos um, and I'm saying that wrong, I'm sure, probably. But Thanos? Thanos, thank you. And and though he's not the main villain here, because Ronan definitely takes that title, it's so fucking badass to see Thanos knowing that he is where this whole phase of the MCU is building to. And I cannot wait to see him as the headline in the future. But even Ronan is a, is a better villain than most. He's not developed a great deal, but he's it's enough that I just want to see him get his ass kicked. And what makes him special is is how fucking cool he looked, man. I thought the makeup and the special effects uh, on on Guardians were just absolutely stunning with a special attention paid to each and every character to make them feel different um, in this universe, even the extras, than what we get with like the same old stuff with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love that about it. So much attention to detail. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite character, but... I absolutely loved Bradley Cooper's Rocket. At most of the time, I couldn't even tell it was Bradley Cooper. It sounded so different. But he was so funny. Um, I was actually shocked at how well Batista does with with uh, Drax as well. Um, though it helps that Drax isn't asked to show a ton of emotion throughout, so it kind of worked for him. Um, Groot's a riot as well. Um, and he's Groot is really the catalyst for some of the more meaningful and, and touching moments of the whole film. Um, Zoe Saldana is absolutely awesome as Gamora, uh, Gamora and it's amazing how beautiful she is even all greened up I love that um, 
And then there's Chris Pat, Chris Pratt as uh, Peter Quill, and he does such a great job leading this thing. I've always liked him, but I'm glad to see him taking on such a meaty role here and being able to deliver on both the comedic aspects that's required of it and some of the more genuine emotional spots as well. It's really, it's just a, a really, really strong cast. So I can see why the movie's gotten so much love since its release. Um, you know, and as much as I liked it, as much as I loved it, I, I do think I was a bit underwhelmed with it. But that is not the fault of the film, but rather the fault of all the hype I've heard about the movie over the past two plus years. I went in hoping to like it more than any other Marvel film. And and though it's probably up there as one of my favorites in the MCU, I don't think that I enjoyed it more than, say, Captain America Civil War. Um, And I'd also say that it didn't blow me away like Deadpool did when I watched that a, a few months back for the first time because Deadpool just blew me away. This one, it didn't. Like, I enjoyed it, I loved it, but I wasn't blown away like I was with Deadpool. Um, but I, I don't have any re- real major complaints, even minor, really, complaints about the film at all. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, and comparing it to those films, it's not fair on my end, but that's inevitable when I'm watching it at a time when the superhero film is thriving as much as it is today. So I just can't help it. So with all that said, I am giving Guardians of the Galaxy three and a half out of four stars. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I finally watched it. And as soon as it was done, Bridget said, okay, so when are we going to see the sequel? So maybe we'll actually get to theaters to see that one too. Yeah, I'm going Saturday night. I was hoping to go oh, last good. Sunday, but uh, that didn't work out. Yeah. So hopefully this weekend we're going to go and check it out. Yeah, definitely. Good. And uh, Ash, you've seen this one, right? Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. And you love it? Yes, absolutely. Good. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad I am now uh, caught up with almost, not all, but most of the MCU. So Excellent. So for next week... Um, just a reminder here. So I am picking for you, Mark. Mark, yes. you are picking for Ash. And Ash, you're going to pick a film for me. All right. So I'll go first since I'm I'm ready. I'm sure you guys might be too, but either way. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, I was looking through your list. Okay. And I noticed a sequel that you had on there um, that I've always heard really good things about this series. And so um, I went through and checked and see if you had the original one on there too, and you did. And I've heard that it's really uh, good. I've not watched it myself, but I've heard good things about it. It's from 2004. I believe it's a Russian film, but I could be wrong. could be some some other Slavic nation of sorts. Um, But I want to have you watch Night Watch from 2004. Okay, so that's on my list, eh? Yep, you have Night Watch and you had Day Watch, which Day Watch is the sequel to Night Watch. Day Watch is the sequel? Yes. Okay, then I've seen Night Watch then. Oh, okay, then do Day Watch. Okay, I'll do Day Watch. Did you like Night Watch? I, I honestly I couldn't remember. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'll well, probably watch both. I was going to say, watch whichever one you want. Either one's yeah. fine, but um, we'll I'll, say I'll, Day I'll, Watch and go from there. I'll try to do both. Perfect. Um, I'm trying to see if I was right. Is this a Russian? Yeah, Russian film. Yeah, okay. it's Russian. Yeah. yeah. Um, excellent. So, Mark, you'll be watching Daywatch from 2006, I believe, is Daywatch a couple years later. So, Nightwatch is the first one, huh? Yeah, from 2004. Funny, you know, maybe I, maybe I watched Daywatch first. Did I put Daywatch on this as well? Yeah, they're both on there. Huh, interesting. Well, fuck, let's watch them both. Yeah, whichever. Yeah, I'll do my best. Perfect. All right. And, Mark? Yes. What is uh, Ash going to watch? Uh, well, there's two that I really want him to see. Uh, one has a sequel on Netflix already. Um, but of course you have to watch the original. You can't just watch the sequel. Right. But then I'm also in the 
I'm also, you know, after seeing all that, all that fighting, I'm also in a punchy, kicky mood. So, but a realistic punchy, kicky mood. Uh, realistic er, I would say. <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I think we should learn from this podcast as well as be entertained. So yeah. I'm going to pick for Ash 2012's documentary oh. after porn ends. <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, I actually started watching that and I never oh, finished I've seen it. it. Okay. I've seen it. And it's very interesting because uh, – uh, never mind. I'm not going to go why. Um, but uh, After Point Ends 2 was recently released on Netflix, which – Seriously? I didn't know that. Uh, yes. Yes, which I'll eventually check out because I find this stuff fascinating. It but, is. Um, it is fascinating. Yeah. I, I found uh, After Point Ends depressing. So, we'll see. <laughs> Just because of what they – where they're at now, you know? Yeah. Not everybody's like that, but still. So, right. so some are good, some are bad. We'll let uh, Ash decide who's what. Fantastic, Ash. You get to watch After Porn Ends from 2012. So, Ash, what the hell am I going to watch for next week? Well, yours is not nearly as exciting. Oh, damn. Um. Well, I, I think it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I, looking at this list, though, you are shitting me that you have never seen Darkman. Really? That is true, and I'm going to veto that, and I'm going to tell you why off air. But I let's not do that one. Uh, Find something else. Darkman two, then. Well, no, no, no. Go away from Darkman movies. I'll tell you why after. But uh, Light Boy. You haven't seen Escape from New York either. Oh no, I haven't. That'd be a great really? one though. Oh my fucking god! What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. All right, yeah, you're doing Escape from New York, buddy. Thank God. I've always I needed an excuse to watch it, so I'm glad you gave me one. Oh, it's so good. Excellent. Yay. It's one of my Yay. Carpenter films I haven't seen, so that makes me very happy. Awesome. So, just to recap. Lee Van Cleef, Eris Borgnine. You haven't fucking seen it? Talk with you. I know. Adrian, Adrian Barbeau. I know. Adrian mm, Barbeau. Really? Oh, yes. Isaac fucking Hayes. Nice. The Duke. Yeah, you're going to enjoy it. Hell yeah. Excellent. So, just to recap, Mark, you were watching uh, either Day Watch from 2006 or Night Watch from 2004, or okay. perhaps both. Um, I'll do both. I am watching Escape from New York from 1981, and Ash, you are watching After Porn Ends from 2012. This is going to be a good week next week, I think. You, you should watch both, Ash, if you have time. Both. Yeah, you should. If I'm watching. Know. You know what? Well, we'll oh, we should. Yes. Yes. Escape from LA? Yes. So, so you should watch Escape from L.A. after New York. And oh, man. And you go to porn, and I'll do the night and, the night and day watch. Bazinga. Boom. Do you want to do it? That would be good because we're actually not doing one. Uh, we're not going to do a especially um, Backlog Challenge for the – like at the end of next week's episode because we're doing the double feature for Silent Hill. Yeah. So we should do two. Do you want to do that, Ash, after porn ends one and two? Okay. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Make sure you got a box of Kleenex inside your sack. Oh, man. What so. You could, what you could do as well is you take all the Kleenex out, then you just still have that plastic lip, right? Oh, my God. No. No, no, no. Oh, 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 listen, you do listen realize here. I, I have a wife listen who I here. live with, right? I don't. <laughs> well, well aware. Who's going to be moving the box up and down? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, we let him keep going, and that's where it well, went. Why is my mic getting disconnected? <laughs> all right, all right, that's it. That's it, Mark. You're cut off from your moose gum. That's it. Right. You're going crazy. 
Oh man, so excellent. So we're gonna doing a double feature out of nowhere. Night watch and day watch for Mark. Escape from New York, escape from LA for me. After porn ends, one and two for Ash. Fuck yeah, this is gonna be a great week. I cannot wait to talk about next week. All right, so that is going to do it for this week. So next week, we're going to continue the video game arc with the review of Max Payne from 2008. So make sure you track that down if you have not seen it. And then uh, just look forward to our double feature review on the next Besting the Backlog Challenge. So as always, if you do have a question for us here at the show, make sure you hit us up on, on Twitter using that hashtag InFilmWeTrust for all your question of the week options. If you're not on Twitter, call us at 1-302-448-TALK or email us at contact at for those options. And as always, if you do like what you're hearing, please leave us that review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever else it is that you're listening to us. Positive reviews help us reach a broader audience, and we have uh, when more people are listening, there's just more things we can do, and so that is always the goal. So we thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to leave us that review. And another reminder, you can always reach us on social media. We love interacting with our listeners on there. You can find us on Cinefessions on or at Cinefessions rather on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So make sure you're following along on all three of those platforms. And also, Ash, where can we find you online um, besides that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at D-H-G-F-A-S-H-E. Fantastic. And Mark, how about you? Mike's back on now. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I, I'm, I'm kind of bummed by Twitter right now just because it's all political. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just tired of it. Um, so, you know what? Let's, let's plug just the Instagram right now. Um, I would love to get more eyes on what we do there. So uh, mm-hmm. you can catch us on Cinefessions at Instagram. Uh, my personal one is uh, mnado 2 at uh, Instagram as well. Fantastic. Excellent. Yes. And you can follow me on my personal Twitter feed at Simon1. That's P-S-Y-M-I-N-1. And also remember to find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Cinefessions. All right, so I want to thank everyone for listening to the 92nd episode of the Cinefessions podcast. And remember, in film we trust. We'll catch you next time. Are we done now? Because I'm ravenous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're such an asshole. It's amazing.